At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that is us. Let's go. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Send it for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. It's a Thursday night, the weekend upon us. 
And New Year's Eve, by the way, hey, Torres, any uh, New Year's Eve plans? Oh, no, you're working with me for crying out loud, huh? Worst New Year's Eve <laughs> ever. This is my nightmare. I'm going to need more champagne than usual just to get through the show with you. But, yes, you and I will be in. Now, wait a minute. Technically, you're done at 11 o'clock West Coast time, are you not? I am. That's So true. you can still bolt right one for you. I mean, you could make a beeline to any bar in Los Angeles. Well, I don't know about any bar, but yeah, I, I mean, look, you know, the, the kid's going to go out. He's going to hit the town for a little <laughs> bit afterward. Hit the town, yeah. But I will say this I live about 20 minutes from the Rose Bowl. Picked up my credential today to get to Washington, Ohio State. So, going to watch that one, stay till about halftime, then get ready to come in and hang with you on New Year's Day as well. How how tough is it to get in and out of that Rose Bowl? Is it just insane or what, huh? Oh, it's miserable. The yeah. good news is is that I'm probably going to have to leave at halftime because, uh, you know, America needs us on air at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. So, But, yes, I went down today, got a very nice swag pack from the Rose Bowl, new backpack. I'm really oh, excited. Oh, wow, look at you. See, yeah. I, I hate when you media guys get stuff like that. That just disgusts me. What do you mean? You get every every time I every time I log on to Twitter, you guys are doing a remote up there in Vermont at some farm or yeah. <laughs> ice cream parlor. Or I don't know. It seems you know like what you bothers all- what bothers me the most is when all the guys go to the Super Bowl and they get all that Super Bowl swag when they come back, and you're like, man, I could use some of that. You know how do we? So you've turned down invites to the Super Bowl. How do we get an invite for our show? I want to I want to sit on Radio Row on on Saturday at midnight when nobody else is there except for the two of us. I want the, in. The last two years, and the Patriots have made the Super Bowl. We've decided to to gamble. And for a small station, that's kind of expensive. We're like, oh the heck with it. Just send the young kid down there. Chances are maybe the Patriots make the Super Bowl. Sure enough, last two years they're the Patriots, and we had uh. Uh, our young millennial kid down there wow. uh, who is like 30 years old. So we figured it, we'd make him do all the grunt and hard work, you know? Admit it, you just didn't want to go to Minnesota last year. Is that true? Yeah, that, I mean, no, I like Minnesota. I really do. I love Minnesota. What are you talking about? We, we have, I, yeah, we, I have no problem there. Well, we learned on Christmas night we have a huge fan base in Minnesota. Yeah. Everyone tweeting in was saying we're listening live in Minnesota, and I will say I have never spent time in Minneapolis. However... This year's Final Four is in Minnesota, so I will be in Minneapolis for the first time this March. Look at you. You're just making the the rounds, are you not? Look at that, huh? I'm a jet setter, yeah. What can I say? I'm all over the place. No, I'm not at all. I'm, us- all right. I'm usually in the Geico studios with you. All right, we got a lot to get to. Uh, Ryan Fowler is going to join us in about uh, 20 minutes from now. He's the Alabama insider, works down uh, in Birmingham. I mean, he knows everything about Alabama. He's at the game. We'll get his insights, the feel, the sights, the sounds. How's the crowd looking? Very excited uh, to speak to Ryan Fowler. I've been wait- seems like I've been waiting like uh, six months for this uh, semifinal game, Aaron. Yeah, you're not a big fan of bowl season. See, to me, I'm sitting around today. I'm doing some other work around the house. I like having a random Duke Temple game on while I'm getting stuff done. But you, the you know the Scrooge, Mister Grinch down there, you don't want all this this extra football. What's wrong with you, man? First of all, the, the first two bowl games were blowouts. They were atrocious. I think Miami set football back like twenty years. Uh, the way they were playing today, I mean, absolutely disgusting. It, it it's embarrassing to see what's going on there with Miami. As we speak, the Miami AD actually just released a statement that says, in part, I am committed to getting. UM football back to national prominence, and that process is underway. We will com- compete for ACC and national championships, and I know that Coach Rick alongside me in that commitment to excellence. So 
when the AD is releasing a statement after a bowl game, yeah, usually not a good sign about where the state of your program is. I was going to say, is that the apology out there? Is that what that is? Is that like, we're sorry we got clobbered and looked so disgustingly bad, so uh, please come to school down here? But that's what it was. It was horrible, you know? That's the unofficial apology. That That's the way of saying we're probably going to have to fire like six coaches on this staff and start over. Sometimes, by the way, it works out. Remember Notre Dame about two years ago fired half their staff. They're now yeah. in the in the playoffs. So, but I don't have a problem with all these bowl games. You know, a lot of these negative media people, ah, these bowl, too many bowl games. Oh, so you don't want live football? No, at- look, like, I like bowl games. I, I don't know if they've just been bad teams, bad games, or bad bowl games or what, but they've not been intriguing. They're, for the most part, meaningless. They used to mean a lot more before we had the playoff, but I, I don't want to take away the playoff. Uh, even the good matchups, I'll watch it. You know, I'm going to tune into Florida, Michigan. Uh, but, I, I mean, for the most part, though, they're not sexy matchups. Listen, you know that. Listen, I, I think that is such a crock of you-know-what, and Pete Futak was on with us last night. Yeah. The Bahamas Bowl has always sucked, okay? I don't know how to tell people this. Like, like if you want to go back 30 years when there was, like, six bowl games and say that, that it was better back then, okay, I won't argue with you. But the, not, no, no, stop that. No, I, I said it was better before we had the 14 playoffs, no, but they were meaningful. They, they're they still, the good games are still meaningful. We haven't gotten to the good games yet. I was looking at the schedule today. We have Michigan, Florida on Saturday afternoon before the playoff games. We have Ohio State, Washington in the Rose Bowl. We have Georgia, Texas in the Sugar Bowl. We're just, the problem is, is that we have bad teams on right now in standalone spots. It's funny, Arnie, I was thinking about this today because everyone's crushing these bowl games. Oh, it's the worst bowl season ever. No, we just have to watch mediocre teams. Last night we got 6-6 six and six TCU versus 7-5 and five Cal, and it reminded me of, remember last night we were talking, Deb Carson told us that the Raiders-Broncos game was the lowest-rated Monday night game in years, right? I, it, I think of all time, I want to say, but go ahead. And it's because the matchup was terrible. So when you have standalone football, the matchup has to be good, or you're sitting there like, what am I watching? And so when the bowl games get good, I guarantee you, Arne, by the time we're on air, December 31st, January 1st, you're going to be saying, oh, did you see that Rose Bowl? Did you see that No, Fiesta no, bowl? you are because we're going to be talking about Notre Dame, Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama. We're not going to, unless something crazy happens, we're not talking Michigan State, Oregon. We're not talking Northwestern Utah. When we come on no, January 1st, we will be talking Ohio State-Washington. I guarantee you. Well, why would you put that over the semifinal games? Semifinal you know I mean? games will be done by then. Well, but, but uh, you see my point, though. I mean, you're, you're, you're giving me one good matchup, but when you have the semifinal games, you can start talking about the finals. What are you going to say about Washington and Ohio State other than maybe Haskins look great? And that's what you're going to tell me, and they won big, and congratulations. So Who you, cares? It's it's an exhibition is what it is, really. So, so you mean to tell me that two years ago when USC beat Penn State in that Rose Bowl and Sam Darnold threw for a million yards and it was 49-47 or whatever the final score was, nobody anywhere talked about that game because it was an exhibition? If you didn't tell me who was in the Rose Bowl two years ago, I wouldn't have remembered. Of course, if I you could say, but that I don't about- remember what I had for breakfast exactly. or whatever. It doesn't matter. Exactly. You know what? I didn't want to start with college, but since we're on it, I'll just go with the flow here. I am torn. I'm and I'm being serious. I'm really torn, and I know people. I don't want to use the word lie, but I know people. You know, can look into the camera. I have not done this. I have not done that. What do you make of the Clemson three players that are going to go ahead and be suspended? 
Uh, one of them is going to be starting defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence after their B samples of the NCAA drug testing showed traces of amounts of a banned substance. Now, it's crazy because they've received confirmation from the NCAA of the suspensions, also tied in Brandon Galloway, offensive lineman Zach Gala, I hope I got that one right, and Dexter, all will be unavailable against Notre Dame. What was crazy about this is that Lawrence was excused from media day. He wanted to talk to the media, and he insists He has no idea how this got in. And they're kind of trying to figure out if maybe something happened uh, with these three guys. I don't know. Are you buying that? Do you think they're just kind of pandering to the media? Or were these these three guys really that selfish to do something like that? So I am buying it, Arnie, and I'll tell you why. Because if you're buying buying that that, that they they didn't know, and I'll explain why. Okay, yeah. And I'll explain why. I'm sitting here watching this Knicks game, and this is something that relates to you. Remember two years ago, your Arizona Wildcats, Alonzo Trier, suspended yes. for 20-something yes. games? Yeah, and he was uh, suspended a second time uh, because of the small traces that were still in him. Exact same chemical or whatever term you want to use. Alonzo Trier at that point, and Arizona stood by him, said, I don't know where this came from. Right. And it literally, and as soon as I heard it was the same thing, I said, it's over. These kids aren't playing. Because if you remember, and I know you do, you're, you're a Wildcat It took them like, it was like six months after he was alleged to have taken it, it was still in his system and they couldn't get it out. And they didn't didn't know how it got there. And so, listen, I'm not a a doctor. I did, to quote Arnie Spanier, I stayed at Holiday Inn Express one time, but I'm not a doctor. But the Alonzo Trier precedent, when I saw him go through it and I found out it's the same thing, I said, there's no way these kids are. There is a difference, though. This one, there's three. And all three didn't go through what Alonzo went to. All three don't have a common substance here. Now, Dabo Sweeney said the school is going to investigate. He did say he brought up a couple of uh, ideas like they're going to look into supplements. They're going to look into the treatment in some salt water float pool that might have went ahead and was the reason there. And Lawrence did receive offseason surgery. So maybe that's the reason why if if. Look, I don't know traces about small traces, big traces. If there were really that little, I think we've somebody's got to step up and say something and saying this isn't right. You can't end these kids' career uh, because of some big misunderstanding that we've already seen seen once happen, like you mentioned with Alonzo Trier. Yeah, it's just this very weird chemical. And so, again, we're not doctors, but what we saw it with Alonzo Trier, and for people who don't know the backstory, he's obviously having a ton of success for the Knicks right now. Right, right, right. As you know, Arnie, he was Arizona's best player. He was a yes. projected draft pick two years yeah. ago, and he gets suspended 20 games. He actually had to come back to Arizona because it hurt his draft stock so any, much. Any chance that you and I are just chumps and we're being fooled and we're being played here? Because I, let's be honest, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that wagged their finger and looked at the camera and said, I did not do this. You know what I mean? I do, but I think it's two the two circumstances, which in theory have nothing to do with each other other than this one chemical, they're the exact same deal. All the people are saying, I had nothing to do with this. I don't know how it happened. Arizona at the time very much said the exact same thing. And so to me, I think it's too much. Uh, there's too many similarities for it to be a coincidence. S- Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, no, I didn't want to jump, but is someone going to help these kids? Look, I I don't care even so much about the game, whether, you know, about giving one team an advantage over another. And I I certainly don't even care if it gives, you know, oh, look at that, Notre Dame's excited. It doesn't even make a difference. 
how about we just do what's right here? How come nobody's coming to help these kids to do something about it? Nobody's stepping in. I'm wondering if both coaches got together and just said, you know what? We want the kids to play. Let's just get this done. I, I, I don't understand why our hands are so tied like this right now, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, a rule's a rule, right? It sucks. It's not fair. But if it was something well, that— Well, wait a minute. A rule's a rule except when there's a mistake? It's not a mistake. It's a banned substance. I mean, what, what we have to find out is how did it get into the player's system, and I think that's something that Clemson is probably working around the clock to figure out. But— I mean, we can't just rewrite the rules as we go if they're fair or not. It is a banned substance. When when there's a misjustice, why not? Why punish kids if they didn't do anything wrong and just say, sorry, that's just the way the world works? I don't understand that. I don't understand your thinking on that. Because it's a rule that is in place. I'm not saying it's a fair rule, but it is a rule. I mean, Arnie, you can't just – I mean, if it's it's kind of like the Josh Gordon situation, right? Now, Josh Gordon's obviously a little bit different, but at the end of the day, if he's failing a marijuana test, we can argue should the NCA or should no, the, no, no, it, no, 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 it, no, it's exactly the no, same. It's, it's not, exactly no, the same. No. It, we can argue whether the NFL should be testing for marijuana, but if you test positive, you got to abide by the rules. All right, please, people, one side or the other. I just want to, am I off base on this one? I mean, I, I don't like to see misjustices like this. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Do we get let the kids just take the punishment? Say that's it. You're you're done. No semifinals for you because we have a misunderstanding here. And there's a problem. I'm not I'm not sure why you know why we can't do anything about it. So get to us on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk to Ryan Fowler. He's out at the game. Let's get ready for some semifinal action. Uh, Aaron Torres, Artie Spaniard, sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare rates for you so you get a great deal, even if it's not with us, saving you time and money. Now that's progressive. Call or click today. All right, good evening, everyone. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Carmen. You oh. want to get into the show? Real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. You can tweet him. I'm at stinking genius one. Zero. I want to go right out. To the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, very excited to speak to Ryan Fowler. Does a show on Tide 1029 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Ryan, give me the sights, the sound, the feel. You're down at the game, down at the Orange Bowl. How are the fans? Give me, give me, give me the scene right now. All right, so we got here a couple of days ago. We spent a little bit of time at a theme park that I won't say the name up in uh, Orlando. So we got here just about uh, 48 hours ago. Uh, we got here, and, and really going through media day, I'm picking up a little bit of swagger. Artie, you remember me sitting in the, the Cotton Bowl interviewing right before Michigan State, and I came on with you like 10 minutes before kickoff. And right. I said, I, I think this is going to be a beatdown. Uh, take the take Alabama and minus the point. I, I'm starting to work that way. Uh, I, I, and I was not earlier. Aaron can vouch for it. He, he does quite a bit of appearances on our show, and uh, we're very appreciative of that. I was not always that way. But being here, I see a little swagger uh, <laughs> in, in this Alabama defense. And, 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 and I try to call it the way I see it. I thought it was a little closer, but I, I'm starting to stretch this out. Oklahoma's what? defense. Yeah. If you and you and I and, and, and Aaron got out, 
I believe we could move the ball. I don't know if we could score, but I think we could move the ball on Oklahoma's defense. First of all, you've never seen uh, Ernie in the open field. I mean, I've seen him run to the buffet line. He, you know, when he gets in the open, he's pretty quick there. So I think that maybe the swag that you're talking about was a little bit encapsulated in the Quinn and Williams video that made it its rounds on social media. For people who haven't seen it, can you explain it for them, Ryan? Yes, Quinn and Williams was asked about Kyler Murray, and um, he pretty much he was going there and he stopped mid sentence. So. Basically, what they were asking, have you ever seen a quarterback like Kyler Murray? And he went and, and he started. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to fill the rest of the sentence for you, even though this is not what he said. <laughs> he was about to say, Kyler Murray has never seen a defense like what we're going to bring. Woo! But I'm telling you, he stopped mid-sentence, and he goes, and he stopped. I mean, he froze. It's amazing video, was, Arnie, if you haven't seen it. I know. That. I saw it. I saw it. I'm good, he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I'm good. I'm good. So, <laughs> because that, that beatdown of Nick Saban, that, that furious Nick Saban, Quinn and Williams, what have you done? That's why he stopped. Because Nick Saban would, would have roasted him. Oh, my Lord. Oh. Nick Saban would have, would have blasted him. Yeah. Right. They don't I mean, put up I was, yeah. No, I was gonna, I was gonna jump in and ask you: Is is there any like ill ill feelings toward the whole Murray Tua Heisman thing? Is that also another reason why, or no? Well, I, I had nobody that said that, but I think it's pretty easy to uh, to, to kind of defend it. Also, you got to remember uh, that defensive front. Also, watched Alabama was a finalist for the Joe Moore Award with Oklahoma, best offensive line in the country. They gave that to Oklahoma, so there's a lot of motivation. Uh, in, in this game, but there's no doubt. Listen, man, when your guy uh, gets beat out for the Heisman Trophy and the guy that you're playing, uh, go back to 1992 and ask Dino Toretta what it was like to play Alabama after one of the Heisman Trophies. Very good. Um, kind of in that same vein, we're spending so much time talking about Kyler Murray, but Tua, of course, has undergone a surgery since the season ended. What is the update on that? I heard him say he's about 80 85% the other day. Well, and, and, and that's kind of funny. He said that yesterday, and we asked Nick Saban today, and he said 100. So <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you want to split the two uh, and do the average, but uh, he said he was close to 100. I asked the trainer uh, today, and he said, you know, he looks as, as close to 100 as he possibly can. But, you know, a lot of that's about that mental side of it. Uh, you know, you got to get that part right as well because you got to have confidence. With him, him being a shorter quarterback, he gets all that torque from that lower body. I want to see him. Step has to, you know, dodge a defender. Do they have defenders in Oklahoma? I'm sorry. No, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 but no, I, I want to I wanna watch him sidestep and see how he responds. Uh, but I, I think, you know, he's done everything he can do to get ready for this game. And, uh, you know, I think he's probably going to walk in with a little chip on his shoulder going, you know, I, I got passed up. Uh, I, I got beat out by this guy. I got something to prove. Ryan, what do you, what do you think point-wise – I'm curious to see how many points you think Oklahoma's going to put up there. Is Alabama really going to shut them down, or are they going to put up in the 30s? Well, okay, so so I'm close. Uh, I think 24, 28, and okay. that, that I would stretch out. See, the problem is 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 when you talk about uh, Oklahoma's defense, and you know, I know you do the show with Chris Plank. I, I think you would probably be a better you know guy that uh, on Sunday night that, that that you hop on with you know or you guys do a show together. Oklahoma's defense is one of the worst that 
that I've ever seen. I had Barry Switzer <laughs> on my show today, and, and he was just – I mean, he went off on Oklahoma's defense. I mean, he called it the lack of talent. Uh, I mean, he, he trashed his, you know, Oklahoma's defense. That's Barry Switzer. That's from that side of the fence. So, from my side of the fence, I don't see a lot of press. That's a lot of scrimmage. They don't jam the wide receivers. And if they do that, man, Tua's going to put up 50 on these guys because their defense is really, really bad. Uh, their offense is great, but I don't know if their defense can stop Alabama. One, one drop, 10 out of 10, they'll probably get it. So, Tua and Kyler, you've talked a little bit about that rivalry. Something that you know, Ryan, anybody that kind of really follows Alabama closely, Nick Saban has a really special relationship with Tua. How much does he feel like he may have cost Tua the Heisman by pulling him early in all these games? And if so, if Alabama does get up big, is this the game that he unleashes him and says, son, go ahead and play four quarters? Well, you know, in Tuscaloosa, you would like to think that. And, and Aaron, I've thought about that multiple times, and I'm back and forth. But in Tuscaloosa, you know, it's, it's all about the, the, the big hardware uh, that will be collected <laughs> uh, out, out in Santa Clara. So if he sees, I, don't, I just don't think, with, with Tua's health, listen, if he was 100% and it had none of these issues, I think you're 100% correct. I don't think there's any shadow of a doubt he would let him go and prove a point. But I think with him being a little bit, I think that the quicker you get two out, uh, and, 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 you know, if you're up now, you know, if that's a shootout, we're going down to the final couple of minutes, it's a different story. Uh, but the quicker you can get him on the sidelines and, and, and kind of get resting up for that championship game, I think the better off you are. Ryan, how's the fan representation? Is it going to be about 50-50 down there? Have you been seeing a lot of Oklahoma, a lot of Alabama fans, or more yeah, one-sided? It's, it's just hard to judge right now. I think tomorrow is going to be the day. Uh, because I, I've seen a little bit of both, but I would almost call it uh, 50-50 split. That's, it's much closer, you know, for Alabama fans. I mean, Oklahoma is, you know, quite a ways out there. Uh, they're probably going to be flying in tomorrow. But I have seen uh, quite a bit of both. But it, it, it's going to be, listen, these two helmet brands and all the championships. I mean, I don't need to sit here and explain to this. I mean, man, I'm going to get cold chills when I see, you know, Boomer Sooner and Yay Alabama on the same field. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, I got the best job in the country. Give me a final score just for for a kicks. Give me a final score. All right, I'm going to go 48-28. 48-28 is, is where I'm at. I just don't think Oklahoma's defense. Listen, when you get to this point, Offense is pretty, and it puts people in the seat. They didn't win championships. Oklahoma's not going to win a championship with that defense. You just, I don't think you can do it. As much as the game has changed, I think Alabama's going to get the job done down in Miami. He's Ryan Fowler. You get him Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Tide, 102.9, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Enjoy. Have fun. I know you're going to have a blast down there. Appreciate you coming by, and uh, we'll speak to you later on, buddy. Hey, it's always a pleasure, man. You guys have a good good show. Thank you. Right, Thanks, thank Ryan. you, Ryan Fowler, everybody. Uh, I'm pumped. Let's go. Let's kick it off, Aaron. Let's do this, huh? I am so ready, and I think this Kyler Murray to a conversation is so fascinating. I think everything surrounding Kyler is he's seriously considering the NFL. I know we'll break that down at some point, but I think the conversation about the two quarterbacks, about Kyler specifically, I think it's fascinating, my friend. So Oklahoma's going to get the beat down, just like I thought it was going to happen. You know that. I have it like, I actually have it 56-31 in favor of Alabama. I wish I could come to Los Angeles and steal your car and sell it and then go to Vegas and put it all on Alabama. Tell you, we'll talk more about that. We'll get more into that. Oh, we're not done. We're just getting going. Uh, But first, we'll check in with Deb Carson. 
and see what's trending out there, what's going on, Deb. Hey, guys. Well, James Harden had been questionable with a bruised calf. No problems for him tonight. He's got 44 right now as the Rockets lead the Celtics 124-111 with about 29 seconds to go in the mm. game. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 31 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists as the Bucks beat up the Knicks 112-96. That's six straight losses for New York. LeBron James not playing for the Lakers tonight. He's dealing with the groin strain. Lakers are at Sacramento. Kings with a 30-22 to lead over L.A., 2.23 to go in the first. Rajon Rondo also missing the game because of a sprain on his right ring finger. Meanwhile, uh, NFL News, Saints tight end Benjamin Watson announced he plans to retire at the end of New Orleans' playoff run. His career has spanned 15 NFL seasons. The big news today in college football, Clemson star defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence will be suspended for the national semifinal against Notre Dame. The NCAA says his B sample tested positive for a banned substance. His two teammates also, uh, their B samples were positive. Tight end Braden Galloway and offensive lineman Zach Giella. You need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. The final bowl game of the day is underway in Houston. A minute left in the second quarter. Vanderbilt leads Baylor 21-17. Earlier Woo. today, Wisconsin won its fifth in a row, fifth bowl game in a row, I should say. They defeated Miami 35-3 in the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. And earlier today, Duke ripped Temple 56-27 in the Independence Bowl. It was a great showing for Blue Devils quarterback Daniel Jones threw for 423 yards and five touchdowns, guys. All right, thanks a lot, Deb. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know it's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico? All you have to do is go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. Thanks to Ryan Fowler for stopping on by. I agree with him. I see an Alabama beatdown, and I don't know if that's going to affect the ratings, but all I can see is Alabama getting out to like a three-touchdown lead, and it's all over after that. Oklahoma won't be able to get out of their way. Murray's going to go ahead and face a real defense for the first time in his life, but then again, uh, he's facing any real defense when you get outside the Big 12. I think he's going to be in for the shock of his life, Aaron. I 100% agree with you, Arnie. And by the way, if you need somebody to fill in on Sunday, if Chris Plank is uh, wallowing <laughs> in tears, you just let me know. But I, I what was... do I do with Plank? What do I do with Plank? By the way, on Sunday, do I rub it in? Do I tweet him throughout the game and make his life miserable? Do I back off and just let him be miserable for like a month or so until he gets over it? I, I don't know how to handle it. Normally, I'd say to play nice, to be nice. Yeah. But every, nah. every single one of your teams is abysmal. Of course. Every single one of your wife's teams is abysmal. I, of course. Your son is dating a Browns fan, which yes. is not as bad as it looked six months ago. He, <laughs> you know, he bought that stock Yeah, that's low. not a bad – that's like the leader of the crop there. What are you talking about? You know, your your son is on a heater right now. He wants <laughs> a year supply of pizza, free TV. He's dating a Browns fan. Things are looking up for him, huh? Yeah, he must he must be adopted. So, oh, but, I love it. So, no, but as for Plank, what do I do? Do I rub it in, or do I just let him breathe a little bit? I think you gotta let the man breathe. You know, I mean, look, he's, he's gonna be so salty after the game. Is he down there? He must be down there, right? Oh yeah. Well, he's been filling in for Ben Maller. The guy's got so many jobs, I can't keep up. Yeah, no, he's down there. He he probably just got down there, but no, he's he's down there. That's why I don't think he's filling in on Friday. But otherwise, yeah, he's ready to roll and. He's going to be salty because he's going to have he's going to have that look on his face 
when Alabama gets out to like a 14-0 lead and we're not even five minutes into the game, and he's going to go, oh, blank. And uh, that's what all the Oklahoma fans are going to say because they'll face a real defense for the first time. A thousand percent. And I really do believe, too, that the Heisman stuff matters. We can sit here and say, oh, it's, it's – uh, what does it matter? You mean there's motivation to the team? As motivation to Alabama, absolutely. And and I saw that night, because you and I were obviously on, on our Saturday night show following that Heisman ceremony. I remember being on Twitter and seeing Alabama, Alabama not fans, but players saying, yeah. saying, what is this? This is ridiculous. And I will tell you, it's been a long time since Nick Saban has had a motivational tool like this where he can say, Look at them. They don't believe in us. They, they they don't believe that Tua is the best player in college football. I believe he will use that as a motivational tool. The only thing worse than playing Alabama is playing Alabama when they're motivated, and I think they'll have extra motivation coming into this one. I, just assuming, because now there's talk that Murray said he's going to keep the NFL as an option. Uh, if Murray gets the he got the Heisman, because I, I'll just assume that he's a better quarterback in college, uh, how much better of a quarterback is Tua's going to be at the next level if Murray decided? To go to the NFL. Twice as good, three times as good, or is it not even a comparison? Twice as good as what, Tua? No, is Tua going to be twice as good as Murray if Murray ever went to the NFL? I, I've told you this, Arnie, and I stand by it. I do not believe that Kyler Murray will ever play a game in the NFL. because, And I don't believe he'll be a first-round pick if he goes this year. I keep reading all this stuff. is oh, Todd McShay or yeah, who? Today he just said they were keeping the NFL an option, but go ahead. I know, I, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that's why we're talking about it. But I keep seeing all these, these NFL draft experts say, oh, if, if he goes, he'll be, he could be a first-rounder. Really, Arnie? Well, it's a weak, NFL, uh, weak um, uh, quarterback class, it's a, especially with Herbert not going also. It's a weak quarterback class. But think about how much the Browns got crushed for drafting Baker Mayfield last year as an unconventional pick. Think about the fact that the Ravens had to move back into the first round to get Lamar Jackson, who's got probably about six inches and probably 30 or 40 pounds on Kyler Murray. I just don't believe that there is an NFL GM out there because we talked about this a lot yesterday with Justin Herbert. When you draft a quarterback in the first round, you're going to have to play him. And by the way, you're going to have to play Kyler Murray because he's got baseball. And if you sit him on... If you but, sit him on the bench, he's yeah. not going to sit around for two or three years and Here's get better. Here's the difference. There is a perfect situation for him. There is a perfect team for him. Uh-oh. Uh, if he goes to baseball, and let's say he doesn't like it, it's not uh, progressing like he thought it would, maybe he finds himself bored, maybe he just doesn't feel good about the decision he's going to make, and he decides to change his mind. If a team decides to take a, a, a runner on him in like the fifth or sixth round, because he put his name in there, but he still wants to go to baseball – the perfect team for him to go to and for them to take a chance on him would be the New England Patriots because Tom Brady's already going to be the starter for 2019 uh, and may more likely 2020 also. I think two years is enough for Murray to decide if he wants to do that or maybe get back in the football. Uh, what better way to have a quarterback of the future uh, while he's playing baseball that you have him on the reps and something like that? I just don't. You're gonna. You tell me that Kyler Murray, who is being paid millions of dollars a year to play baseball, is gonna go and sit on the bench for two years? No, no. What I'm telling you is he could still put his name in for the NFL draft. Have the Patriots take him in like the fifth round. Go try baseball. If baseball doesn't work, then go to the NFL. Oh yeah, no, I would have no problem. And, if, and the Patriots are in no hurry right now to get him in the lineup because they got Brady. No, and I look. I I don't disagree that he could get drafted if he puts his name in, but I see people saying first round. 
Well, not now. If he wasn't playing baseball, he'd be a first-rounder. But the fact that he's probably going to play baseball, I could see somebody taking a flyer on him in like the fifth or sixth round. Oh, yeah, for sure. And those are two completely different debates. But I'm talking first round. And by the way, I don't even think if he was a full-time football player, it would be guaranteed that he'd be a first-rounder. Oh, yes, he would. Stop that. Yes, he would. Absolutely. Arnie. He's five foot nine. Doesn't make a difference. He's he's this. I I, I don't want to insult your weight here. I know insult, you're on a yeah, diet. I know yes. he's the size of your overweight dog. They're the same weight. They're sixty <laughs> pounds soaking wet, Arnie. I'm just saying the we had to Lamar Jackson, who like I just said a minute ago, he's got probably six inches and thirty or forty pounds on Kyler Murray. Somebody had to trade back into the first round to get him. So you're telling me somebody is going to use a first round pick on a guy that's five nine five ten a buck eighty? But you know what I have is is a bad quarterback class. Quarterbacks are at a premium. Herbert decided to go back to Oregon. It's like a perfect storm, and maybe didn't even need that perfect storm for him to be taken in the first round. I don't know why you're so anti Murray, but uh, I'm a I, I I really think with his excitement and explosiveness, and especially with the emergence of Lamar Jackson. Uh, I really think somebody would take, and I know Lamar's a lot taller, but I think somebody would take a chance on him. Mike tweets in, man, Arnie is so confident in Alabama. I think there's a better chance the Knicks don't lose another game before the tide crushes, playing Sooners, giving the track record of the kiss of death. I've never wanted Sunday to be here more than I want uh, right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. I'm a little afraid. Maybe if Oklahoma loses, I may have to call in sick. And hide from Plank. You know what I mean, uh, Torres? I may have to call in sick. Okay. Well, you just let me know if you need yeah. me to fill in. I uh, yeah. I He's mean, so nasty when his team loses. He can't take it like a man like I do. See, that's what I was going to say is it's one thing when your teams are losing, but when your other oh, I'm guys. I'm a big baby when my team loses. I can't have anybody in the room with me. I mean, Arnie, did I not work with you every college football Saturday this oh. year when Arizona took oh. one L after oh. the other after it was the other? excruciating. And it's always every time we're on, they're on. I, I, I don't understand. It's like. Let's move the game. Oh, what time? What time is Torres and Spanier on? We'll have to figure that out. That's when we want the game to start. We want to know. And the thing is, too. If the NCAA tournament's on, if Alabama's playing when we're on, you might as well just talk to yourself. Alabama, Oklahoma, or Arizona? No, no. If Arizona was a oh. basketball tournament while we're doing the show, you know, you might as well just talk to yourself because I'm going to be watching the game. I, I can't do both. The good thing is it's been a short history with Arizona, so it won't be multiple shows that we have to worry about, just that yeah. first one when they get knocked down the first round. So. Uh, you have a final score. Like I said, I have it like 56-31 uh, with Alabama absolutely just crushing Oklahoma. I will say 49-21. to 21. 49-24, so again, 25-point win. Boy, that would really shut up the Oklahoma fans if they could only score 24 points on that Alabama defense. I, I, do, I just don't see it happening. And by the way, I was telling Rob Parker this. I saw him uh, as we were switching shows here. I think this might be the game, by the way, that proves that maybe Kyler Murray should stick with baseball. I think Alabama's defense is motivated. They have actual NFL-caliber players on that defense. I think they're going to turn him into sawdust there because he's so small. I really do. All right, when we get back, we'll update the late game. Kevin Durant has a few comments. Steve Kerr has more comments. Everybody's making comments. We'll get to all that. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier for Jason Smith, and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, good evening, everyone. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit geico.com for a free rate quote. 
Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. We're in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. First hour just flying on by. Uh, a couple of things I want to get to, not to just kind of brush through them. I guess the Celtics look like they're going to go ahead and win the championship, if not this year, next year for sure, huh? The latest reports are that Celtics have said, uh, I don't know if they said that. I guess somebody's reporting this, that they'll trade for Anthony Davis without even promise for an extension. Of course, Anthony Davis's contract uh, will end at the end of next year. So that's uh, that's quite a report if they do something like that. Usually you want to get an extension. Uh, but Indiana, uh, Indiana did it, and it worked out for them. If they get uh, AD, boy, unbelievable, uh, if not, huh, Torres? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, you, uh, OKC with Paul George. And it looks like Jimmy Butler in Philly, there was kind of a verbal agreement. By the way, people forget this. Kevin Love, the year that he was traded to the Cavs, had one year left on his deal. He ended up re-upping. I don't know if you've seen this, though, Arnie. There is a weird catch to this. Because of the way that Kyrie Irving's deal is structured, I won't bore you with and it. And by the way, Kyrie and, and him are like best friends. But have you seen this, though? Is no. that Kyrie, so so there's a weird provision, right? When when these guys have their rookie contracts, then they sign the rookie extension, which pays them really good, and then they can sign the big extension after that. You can't have two players on that. Right, with max contracts, right. With the rookie extension at the same time. Right. So Kyrie is still technically under that provision, and so the Celtics can't get Anthony Davis. They can't trade for Anthony Davis until the day after Kyrie Irving signs his extension, so July 1st or July 2nd at the earliest. So the Lakers right now, if they're serious about AD, they might have to make this move because the Celtics are kind of handcuffed until July. Wow. Did you know so, that? Yeah, no, I did. I thought that maybe they could work it out if they decided to give Kyrie an extension now. But why would they do that? I thought maybe they would do that so they get Anthony Davis earlier. But I guess they would spend a lot more money in doing something like that. But, well, I just think that yeah. you can agree verbally to the extension, but I don't think you can officially sign it until July 1st. I could be I, – I, I don't think I'm mistaken on that. I'm positive that – If the Lakers got him – I would run the Vegas and bet the Lakers to win the NBA championship. This year? Yeah. Absolutely. No. 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 Three years from now. Of I course don't know. this year. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. I mean, I you guess. You would do that? You wouldn't want to go ahead and run out to Vegas and put money on the Lakers? I. It depends what the odds are. I mean, they'd probably be at that point either the favorite or the co-favorite. You wouldn't get very good odds. You'd probably get like about five to one. Yeah. I'll say this. They'd be right there. And by the way, I can't lie. I would love to see LeBron get his revenge oh. on the Warriors. I'm not oh. a Warriors guy, by the way. I don't know if you've heard. By the way, I know we'll talk about it throughout the night. Yeah. This Steve Kerr, we're the most scrutinized team ever. Oh, my God. You're not ragging on my buddy up. Steve Kerr, are you? I am. Pacific Palisades. What? I don't know what's in the water over there. I think some of you guys got to. Forrest Whitaker went to school with us. And I love Forrest Whitaker. I'm kind of over Steve Kerr, though. Over Arnie wow. Spanier, too, but that's that's nothing new, so. What, 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 what's bothering you about what he said? I just think all great teams are scrutinized, and I would add that his players bring it on themselves. Kevin Durant screaming at fans, sit the you-know-what down. Yeah. Draymond Green is kicking guys in the you-know-where, punching guys <laughs> in the you-know-where. We're scrutinizing Draymond Green? He brings it on himself. He's a jerk. He's a great player, but he's a jerk. Yeah, you know, I, I think he's just trying to deflect some of the attention because things are not going real well for Golden State right now, even though they only have, what, 11 or 12 losses, you know? 
oh yeah, they're tied for first right now, I believe, or they're they're uh, I think like a game back of Denver. But for all that they have been through with the KD versus Draymond and all that kind of stuff, I mean, we're talking about a team right now. Yeah, half a, or they're actually, <laughs> believe it or not, Arnie, they are in first place right now in the Western Conference standings. If the playoffs started today, which they don't after 35 games, of course not. They would have the number one seed and home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Uh, after uh, all this, you can't be ragging on my buddy Steve Kerr. That's why he hasn't oh, called me in about 10 years because of you. I would have thought it was more about you, but that's yeah. just me. He loves me. He's just mad at me because he knows I'm a better player than him right now. Love is a relative term. Yeah, so. yeah. And he and I was a better player than him in high school. Like Ooh. I said, it's only the part in between when he won some championships with the Bulls. So I want you to tell that story at about two fifteen a.m. today, okay? <laughs> Please, America needs to know. Our yeah, America loves that story. Like I haven't told that one before. Can you imagine going to high school with Steve Kerr, Forrest? Oh, we got to wrap things up. Here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's go. Let's go. Good evening, everyone. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you have to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. On a busy Thursday night, 27th day of December. I could spit that out. Howard Balls are going to join us next hour. Hopefully we'll get a hold of Todd Furman in the power hour of the show. I know he's going to the hockey game tonight out there in Vegas, so we'll see if we can go ahead and find him out there. I'm pumped up for a little college football, Torres, after speaking to Fowler. I'm ready to roll after the hour number one. Me too. By the way, did you used to work with Todd Furman? You used to do a daily show with him or something? Not daily. I used to have him on a show when I was kicked out of the United States and I was up in Toronto. Yes. Well, he told me, he said, because I I started working with you, obviously, towards the end of college basketball last year. He said, wait till you work with Arnie in the falls (laughs) during Arizona football. And I said, horrible. I said, but they're terrible. What what is what is Arnie going to get worked yeah. up for? But I, I learned I learned that lesson the hard way. By the way, I I wasn't kicked out of the United States. I you I was sure? living in Buffalo, and Toronto was just two hours up the road. So I figured I'd do some work up there while I was hanging out in Buffalo. So I hear Toronto is a phenomenal city. I've never been it there. is. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a blast. A, a great city. Uh, like I said, a lot of fun and great place to visit. But I'm I'm too far from there. I'm a, I'm only about an hour from Montreal though. I haven't been Ooh. up there in a while. So. I've heard Montreal is fun, too. I mean, yeah, I want to go check that out. I've been up there a long, long time ago, so uh, I really have to get back out. You figure out I've been there. It's only an hour up the road. so Got to go. Yeah, I have to make the, ride, uh, make the trek up there. All right, lots to get to this hour. I want to start with this. And you know when the hosts say, I haven't heard anybody bring this up. Yep. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. Sure. And usually everybody's talking about it. <laughs> I'm being serious. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. And I don't know. I, I asked both uh, our producers, uh, Ryan and, of course, Alex, what they thought about this. And they both poo-pooed the topic. They're like, eh, nobody Poop really fest. cares. Don't make a big deal out of it. I saw this story, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, man. This is juicy. But I, I don't know. Nobody seems to be interested in it about the LeBron story I'm talking about, Aaron. Oh, we just stop with the Here it is. Remember when LeBron got hurt on Christmas, right? Did he get hurt? And he was limping off the court, and you could see he was obviously in a lot of pain. He was in serious pain. They were going to go have to do, like, an MRI. They wanted to go check him out. Uh, At that point, it looked like it could be something serious. So he goes to the tunnel. 
behind the Laker bench, the visiting dugout or the visiting dugout, the visiting locker room is, I believe, behind the Warrior bench. But anyway, as he goes into the into the tunnel, a trainer or excuse me, an arena worker. uh, This is coming from LeBron James, allegedly showed him the wrong way to the visitors locker room so that he would have to take the long way there and put more pressure on the uh, on the injured groin. Are you first of all? Are you buying that? And if it's true, isn't that kind of a big deal? I, I got to tell you, because if I'm a Laker fan, and the most important player in the world just got hurt, and you have an arena worker playing shenanigans like that, I don't know. I thought people would take this seriously, Torres. I don't know why nobody's making a big deal about this. First of all, I don't know how many arenas you've been in in a while, but first of all, everyone I'm in, no one knows where anything is. No, exactly. So, so I think this person was probably, it's like their third day on the job, 18 years old, summer or winter no. back home. No. no, Nobody knows where anything is, so that's one. Two, the Lakers actually played better without LeBron. So maybe right. maybe this Warriors Not staffer, the point, though. The point that you're telling the best player to go in the wrong direction. It's gamesmanship. <laughs> What's wrong you with that? You think so? You don't have a problem with that, do you? You don't think that there's something wrong with that? What was it? Uh, Earl Weaver used to have the grass high, or actually, uh, that's a, a Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush thing. They said that when they went to Notre Dame, they used to keep the grass high to try right. to slow down USC. You got, you got, you don't, have, you have a problem with gamesmanship? That just sounds like gamesmanship to me. I don't have a problem with gamesmanship, but I do have a problem when somebody gets hurt and you have an arena work a worker pointing in the wrong direction, so LeBron has to walk the long way. Yeah, you know, there's one thing if the team's doing something to try to get one up, but, I mean, you're talking about an arena worker. I I, like, am I getting worked up over nothing? Yes. Let me hear from just a couple of Laker fans at Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one, or Aaron underscore Torres. I don't know. I, I would, I'd be pretty upset, you know, if it was my team, if I was a Laker fan and they were pulling these shenanigans. Yeah, they can call in, too. I know you have the number there as well. Yeah, 877, because you don't have it, right? 877-99-FOX, 877-996-6369. Thank you for that. I'm writing it down as we speak. I may call in myself. (laughs) It's right in front of you. I may call in myself to tell you how awful this topic is, but no, I'm 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 shocked that, you know, nobody's making a big deal about this, but you're talking about one of the best players in the world right now. Well, it was LeBron's perception of what happened. It's not necessarily what happened. If it's true, and well, I'm going to have to take him for his word at that. I don't know. I, could you imagine this arena worker getting fired over something? No, like that? I think they get a promotion. Are you kidding? Really? If it was at Staples Center and the Lakers themselves were sending LeBron in the wrong direction, that's one thing. But like I said, it's gamesmanship. Maybe those extra few steps are what kept LeBron out the rest of the game. I think it's great. I would do the same thing. All right, so I'm nuts then. No big deal, no harm, no foul, a funny little story and move on, right? No, nothing to get worked up about. I I mean, if you were a Warriors fan, if you worked, let's say you worked at Oracle Arena. It was called Spanier Arena. Yes. You you put up the $500 million to build that arena, which sounds very feasible. Of course. And you ran that thing and you heard this story. Would you ask for the person to be fired? I'd have to investigate what the hell happened, though. Why? You know, if I'm being professional about the whole thing. It'd be one thing if Kevin Durant, that, I, I would have a problem if you sent Kevin Durant the wrong way and he's out a couple weeks. I'd be mad about that. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about LeBron, though. I think it's great gamesmanship. I just saw that. And I'm like, I can't believe that Laker fans are okay with that. You know, maybe I'm making too much of this. If my star player 
And by the way, he looked like he could have been out for a long, long time. The season looked like it had been just going right down the tubes, and you got some joker pointing the wrong way to the visiting locker well, room or, or making him go the long way. I, I don't know if that sits well with me. If he was in that much pain, he could have pulled the Paul Pierce and got the wheelchair out. Yes, yes, but he wasn't going to do that. You know that. Why not? LeBron's too good for something like that. Well, LeBron's too immune to injury. I don't even think he's hurt. I think he was faking it to get the pressure off yeah. after all those dumb comments he made this weekend. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he wants to stay off the trade block because they're looking for Anthony Davis. That's what I think it is. Are we watching the best players or the best, yeah, the best uh, players uh, in history start to go down? Tom Brady, uh, LeBron James, even though LeBron obviously a lot younger. Tom's 41. Uh, LeBron, what, 33. So, but, you know, again, not too far off. We're starting to see them wear down a little bit or not so much LeBron? Well, I do think it's an interesting conversation that you brought up on on Tuesday night during the game is if you are a free agent. Now, obviously, Anthony Davis would be, in theory, traded to the Lakers. Right. But if you are a free agent, I mean, by the time most players would get to L.A., right. LeBron is turning 34 this week. He'll be 35. Five. By the time people get to the NBA, there is not much of a track record of guys that age not only staying in peak physical condition, but staying healthy, period. I'll tell you, I, I just think that between the the I'm trying to think of the right word, it's not pressure, but with the unintended stuff that comes with playing with LeBron, we saw it with Kevin Love, we saw it with Chris Bosch in Miami. And with the fact that LeBron is now older, this is right. I think it's still his league. I still think he's the best player in the league. I just don't think guys are lining up to come play with LeBron. Do, right well, now. they're not, but do you think it's because of, you know, because he's getting older and they don't think he's going to have the skills in the next year or so that he's going to break down that fast? I think, I don't think that's as much of it as it is if you're with LeBron, it is a ton of pressure. If he wins, he gets all the credit. If he, if you lose, you get the blame. It's never LeBron's fault. And in, in, in actuality, it really is never LeBron's fault. But I just think if you're 27, 28 years old, if you're Kawhi Leonard, you got things going good with the Raptors. You're Kevin Durant. You can go to New York. You can go to the Clippers. You can have your own thing, whatever it is. I just don't know. I just don't know what the excitement is to come play with LeBron. Well, I mean, you you got Los Angeles. You know, you've got an historic part. team out there. Uh, you obviously, he needs some help. He needs another star. Yeah, it comes with pressure, but so does playing in the NBA come with a lot of pressure. You're not doing anything for the Pelicans, so why not go to Los Angeles and, and, and start something fresh? Well, and if so, he would be traded there, and he would obviously kind of have to pseudo-approve the trade. Kind of. But even if he was a free agent after this year, I would go ahead and want to go to Los Angeles and play with LeBron. You wouldn't want to go to Boston with your buddy Kyrie and a young no, core? No, I know, the, I know they're best friends or very good friends. Uh, and that aside, if I just was picking because of the city, the fan base, uh, and where I want to play, I think I'd rather go to Los Angeles. You hate Boston. That's what it really comes down no, to. No, I don't hate Boston. It's just not my type of city. I know it's fun for other people. Just, you know, being a New Yorker, I'm just not the, the biggest Boston fan out there. Yeah, I just think if, if you're Anthony Davis and you have the chance to do both, I mean, look, L.A. is obviously a better place to live, but you got to think that Boston window is really wide open. Kyrie is like 25 or 20. He's so young still. I don't yeah, but I don't like the way they look right now. First of all, they got, forget about that they're getting clobbered by the Rockets tonight uh, where they lost. Just overall this year, you know, it's been a little bit peaks and valleys and more uh, valleys, uh, you know, more bad games than good games. You want to know what it is? Danny Ainge is too good for his own good. All these draft picks have hit. 
all of these free agents that look like spare parts have hit. And now all of a sudden you got all these guys that are good enough to play. You, 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 Except the, the Gordon Hayward well, that's what I was gonna is going to be a debacle. And I said that right when they made the trade before he even got hurt. And people are nauseated out here in, in Vermont when I bring that up. Well, you signed Gordon Hayward without realizing that Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart are going to turn into really good NBA players that you're going to, I want to say, luck into Jason Tatum because he should have never lasted to the third overall pick. I just think they got too many guys. And so you're right about Gordon Hayward, by the way. He's the one guy that just doesn't fit. But I'm still saying if you're Anthony Davis, you're like 25 years old right now. Kyrie's like 26. You you don't want to go play with Kyrie, who's 26, and Jason Tatum, who's 20. You want to go to LeBron. You want to go to the West with LeBron, who's going to be 35 years old by the time you get there? Yeah, I want to go to the West. Though I, I could see your point. Obviously, it's easier to get to the finals in the East. I don't know if that's what's going to go through his mind when it's the sign like, oh, I've got to go to the uh, stay in the East Coast or in the Eastern Conference because it's easier to get a championship. I don't know if that's what you want to do, though. I just think, look, there's so much to still be decided with this Anthony Davis stuff. By the way, he has to, first of all, decline staying in New Orleans, which I think he's going to have to, right? I mean, there, we're now in year seven, year eight, whatever it is. Yeah. They haven't come close to putting a competitive team around him. But even if he chooses, and we're still a long way away, I think Boston's a better option right now. I really do. I truly, truly do. No offense, I hope, uh, Lakers fans listening, driving across L.A. right now, I love LeBron. I'm a LeBron guy. He's 34. He's going to be 35 by early next season. I think you've got to start thinking about what is that realistic window with LeBron. All right. If you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. We got some NFL to get to. Final week of the NFL season. It is upon us. I can't believe it moved that fast. It's coming up next. Uh, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more in car insurance. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. They'll be back on Wednesday when we're done filling in to start off the new year, 2019. Don't sound so excited. You know you love us. Why are you getting upset? (laughs) Torres, we... uh, we're not going to be able to go out and party like madmen on uh, December 31st, unfortunately. That's what I'm used to. What, I was going to say, what would you be doing New Year's Eve if you were not hanging with me on FSR? Uh, probably watching Dick, Dick Clark's, uh, you know, rocking oldies or whatever they call it. And oh, then, so you're celebrating. Yeah. Uh, we're, you're, we're welcoming you into 1978 over there in Vermont. <laughs> is that how it works? I, is, is it not still going on? Did I did that show canceled or something like that? Yeah, that's what I, I don't do. I just. I, don't I watch rude. it on TV. It's too cold to be outside, you know? I don't want to be rude. I think Dick Clark has passed away a long time ago. Did he? They still named the show after him, though. They it's too do. soon, it's like a It's like a branding uh, branding yeah. thing. Yeah, know? I think like Ryan Seacrest ho- uh, hosted or something. But no, I've never been down there. That's something I wanted to do. I was down in New York during Thanksgiving and, you know, saw everything and the Christmas decorations, everything. It's, it's incredible. That, that's a fantastic city to be in well, right around the holidays. That's awesome, man. I was there about three weeks ago when I went back to Connecticut for right. the UConn-Arizona game that you did not Didn't show go. up. You stood, exactly. you stood me up for. I have been to Times Square on New Year's Eve. Vastly overrated. Don't Really? Well, I wouldn't say I don't recommend it. It's one of those things where – a bucket list. Yeah, if you want to do it once in your life, that's fine. But I guarantee once you do it once, you're going to have no desire to ever do it again. 
I what they basically do Was it just is it just packed like crazy? What they do is they kind of shuttle you into like a closed off area, right? They have gated I don't know how to describe it like little gates and what they they obviously have to check for security. They got to make right. sure that it's safe. So once they let you in, you can't get out. And so if you have to use the bathroom or do something like that, you have to leave and then you can't get back in. No, and how early do you have to be there ahead of time? Reasonably early. Um I think we got there like 7 or 8. Oh, what a nightmare. And of course you're boozing it up. You have to use the restroom. And you, I don't think you can bring it. I, and that's the thing is maybe you can bring booze in, but once you finish it, you can't go back out. Wow. So I'm not telling all of our listeners across America, don't do Times Square if that's really what you want to do. I'm just telling you after you do it once. And by the way, it's also just really cold and miserable too, which yeah. is another variable as well. Exactly. But I'm not telling people, hey, chase your dreams if that's what you want, kids. But uh, or you could stay home and uh, listen to us on the radio because we'll be filling in. That's what I was going to say. Even better, turn down oh, Dick yeah. Clark, turn down yeah. Ryan Seacrest, turn up Spanier and Torres. Uh, week 17, this is it. Final week of the NFL. Boy, it just cruised on by. Uh, everybody was always complaining, you know, do we have any great teams? I think we're going to have more double-digit win teams this year than any time in the history of the NFL. I can see... We've already got four in the AFC with at least one more, maybe two more possible. So there could be six there. There's three in the NFC. So there's nine and two more with nine each. So we could have close to 10 teams with double-digit uh, victories this year. I think that's like a record or something. It, to me, shows that I think there are a lot of good teams in the league. I, I said it last night. I don't think there's great teams, though. I, every team has a flaw. Every team has holes. Kansas City is the Why sec- what's a great team? The Saints are 13 and 3. Why if they go 14, excuse me, 13 and 2, if they win they'll be 14 and 2. Why are they not a great team? But it's all relative, right? I mean, look, the the last couple games struggled against Carolina. If Cam Newton wasn't hurt in that game and at way less than 100%, they probably don't win that one. If the Steelers punt, <laughs> the Steelers had that game won and they like like I I think it's it's great that you have a great record. But it also is all relative, right? Is that I just don't think that the Saints are playing well going into the play. I don't think they're playing. If poorly. they're not playing well, then who's playing well? They're thirteen and the two. Ravens, who's playing better than them right now? The Ravens are playing better than them. Um, you know, you go on and on down the list. I mean, their last their last four games. All of a sudden, rookie quarterbacks going to take a team all the way to the Super Bowl. Their last four games, they have a loss and two three point wins. That's a great team to you. Who the uh, Saints? Yeah, the Saints. Well, the, the Ravens have a rookie quarterback. You think Lamar Jackson's going to go ahead and take them all the way? No, you said who is playing who is playing well. Well, the I think I know I well. understand that, but you mentioned Baltimore. Yes, I do think the Saints are playing well, but you're just giving me a three game stretch here, and they're thirteen and two. Who's better right now than the Saints? And you told me Baltimore, and I'm like a rookie quarterback. Well, are we arguing that they're a great team? Are we argue? I'll, you said who's playing better than the Saints. I said the, the, the Ravens are absolutely playing better than the Saints right now. They just went to L.A., got a win there. They have played really, really well in other games. They, they, uh, you know, they, they won four of their last five, or excuse me, more than that. Uh, their only loss was at KC by a field goal. I think they're playing much better than the Saints right now. Who is your favorite right now in the AFC? Because I can't put the Patriots at number one. I still have the Chiefs at number one. But if I'm going to give you a number two, I got to go with the Chargers as my second favorite team right now. I'm just not convinced with the Patriots 
with the way they looked, I think Josh Gordon losing him hurts a little bit. I think that defense is probably the worst defense of any team that's still going to be in the playoffs or that are going to make the playoffs. Offensively, they don't scare anybody. I don't know how they're 10-5 and five this year. I'm still scratching my head other than the fact is they go 5-1 and one in their division every year. So that's why they picked up five easy wins. I know they're 5-0 and oh against teams in the playoffs, so I got to give them credit for that. But no way am I I'm taking the Patriots this year. I'm just not letting that happen. So when you say you think the Chargers are the second-best team, is that the AFC or the NFL? Is AFC. The that's the I got Kansas City 1, Chargers 2. If I was going to do the NFC, I still think the Saints are number 1. And the Rams are number two. I even actually think that Chicago is a close third. I'm I'm worried about Trubisky uh, again, but still, that defense is phenomenal. Yeah, I think in the AFC, I still, it's really hard to say, right? I think any of those three teams, the top three teams, the Chargers, the Chiefs, or the Patriots can win it. I really do include the Patriots because you look at the Patriots' resume, they beat the Chiefs already this year. Right. They beat the Texans. Forty three forty they beat the Chiefs, I remember. Yep. They beat the they beat the Rave or they beat, excuse me, the Texans this year. They beat the Colts this year, who's really hot. And so you start to look at the teams that they're gonna have to play in the playoffs. I think it's possible. Now I do agree with you, KC and the Chargers, Chargers and KC, you can put them in whatever order you want. If you want to say the Chargers are the best team because they've won at KC, they've won at Pittsburgh, I have no problem with that. But I would say, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I would have the Chargers number one. I mean, you look at the Chiefs. They, they've played two really good teams the last two weeks, and they lost both of them. Yeah. Well, I, that doesn't mean that they're going south. But, yes, there are starting to be some question marks about that. Things were going well until the last couple of weeks. If I was going to take a semi-favorite or semi-long shot, I'd be really nervous about the Seahawks. And whether they're playing at home or on the road, it really doesn't make a difference. They're actually better on the road. But what a defense that is. I did not see that coming. I didn't think the Seahawks were going to be a playoff team. I actually like them over the Cowboys if that's going to be the first-round matchup. I, I think that's going to be a great one. But I like the Seahawks as a as a kind of like an underdog team right now. Absolutely. And it was funny because I remember on our Saturday show writing them off after two weeks, right? They lose all those big names. Cam Chancellor, Richard yeah. Sherman, Michael Bennett. You go on and on down the list. They start 0-2. And you say, okay, this is a rebuilding year. They're going to get a good draft pick. It has been unbelievable what they've done. It's also given me a newfound appreciation for Russell Wilson. I mean, this guy, I don't know if he has the most natural gifts in the NFL. I mean, probably not when you think about a guy like Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that. But in terms of Russell Wilson as a playmaker, with his feet, with his arm, with his ability to avoid hits in the open field, I just there's not a guy I don't think in this league that I'm more blown away by, on a week-to-week basis, two, three, four plays a game. That he, I just don't know how he does it, but he does it every time. All right, if you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at stinking genius one. Just a couple of other notes. Even the six seeds and the seven seeds are very dangerous. I didn't see that with the Colts. One and five, and then they go eight and one over their last nine. The game between the Colts and the Titans, I mean, that's – I'm finally interested in the Titans game. It's amazing. That's going to be must-watch TV. I mean, are you really interested, or do we just need to know who's going to get that last playoff spot? Why, you're not interested in that all of a sudden? Yeah, Titans don't really move the needle for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm more no, interested. but, I mean, to go ahead and see if, uh, you know, Luck's going to get in, winner gets in, loser goes home. I think, the you know, uh, between those two, I may be leading toward the Indianapolis right now. 
Yeah, I'll be watching because I want to know who wins, and I want to know, as you said, can the Colts get in? Can Andrew Luck complete this unbelievable comeback story and make the playoffs? And by the way, if they do, you talk about a dangerous team, a team that will have won at that point four in a row, about nine of their last ten at that point. Um, I want to see that. I don't know if I want to see the Titans win. I mean, I, we're supposed to be unbiased journalists, Big J. Oh, I'm not. A, yeah, I'm yeah. not unbiased. Yeah, forget about that. S- sorry to all our fans in Nashville. It, your team does nothing for me. They, wow. I, I well, just, I'll tell you what. Well, I, I want to go through who will get in. Will it be Indy or Tennessee? Will it be Minnesota or Philadelphia? Will it be Baltimore or Pittsburgh? Uh, we'll go through some of that stuff. I'm curious to see where you get on that. Also, some of the possible first-round matchups and what we think about the game. We'll get to all that. First, though, let's check in with Deb Carson and see what's trending out there. Deb, what's going on with your Baylor team? Well, they are knocking on the door, about to uh, score again, so it seems anyway. Baylor right now with a 24-21 lead over Vanderbilt. Five to go third quarter in the Texas Bowl. Baylor with second and goal on about the two-yard line. We will keep you posted there. Earlier today, Wisconsin won its fifth straight bowl game. They defeated Miami 35-3 in the Pinstripe Bowl. Duke ripped Temple 56-27 in the Independence Bowl. Blue Devils quarterback Daniel Jones threw for 423 yards and five touchdowns. Baylor did score indeed, by the way, 30-21 to right now with the extra point pending. The big story today, though, Clemson star defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence officially will not be playing against third-ranked Notre Dame in Saturday's Cotton Bowl. The NCAA upheld the ban for a failed test for performance-enhancing drugs because the B sample also came back positive. Meanwhile, NBA action despite a bruised calf, James Harden with 40 Five points as the Rockets beat up the Celtics 127-113. Giannis, 31 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists as the Bucks beat the Knicks 112-96. Knicks have now lost six in a row. LeBron James, who earlier today was named the AP Male Athlete of the Year for the third time, not playing tonight for the Lakers because of a strained groin. Lakers are at Sacramento. They lead the Kings 75-71, 7 to go in the third quarter. Mm. And the Jazz with a 50-48 home lead over the Sixers, 3 to go in in the second. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. There was big baseball news today. Nelson Cruz, a Mariner no more. The Twins signed the outfielder to a one-year $14.3 million contract. Wow. Appreciate it, Deb. You Thank bet. you very much. As we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico? Just go to Geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And remember, the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, on a very busy uh, Thursday, I was going to say Saturday, very busy Thursday, 27th day of December. You got a, a few baseball notes for me or what there, Torres? Well, Deb just referenced the Nelson Cruz thing. I got to ask, what is going on with Bryce Harper and Manny Machado? Is it possible Machado that Machado was waiting? I from I just talked about this yesterday, or maybe locally. Uh, Machado was waiting for after what the first of the year, but I still think he's going to be a Yankee. I think that maybe the market for these guys isn't as great as they thought it was, because in baseball you just saw it with your team right there in Boston, Arnie. Is it? It can't be about one guy. It's got to be about one through nine, and. You talk about who's in competition for these guys. We're here in the Phillies. We're here in the White Sox. I know Bryce Harper and the Dodgers, but right away when the Dodgers made that trade 
with Yasiel Puig and right. Matt Kemp going to the, the Reds, a lot of baseball people said this isn't necessarily about clearing money for Bryce Harper. I'm starting to wonder maybe the market isn't quite as big for those guys as we thought it was going to be. Well, money-wise, it isn't. Uh, they're not going to get the big, big, super big money like they thought in the offseason, but that doesn't mean they're still not going to get the lucrative contract. I was just talking about how Craig Kimbrell, the closer for the Red Sox, uh, wanted to get a six-year contract. This was uh, reported a couple of weeks ago, maybe like two, three weeks ago. Now there's talk that he may want to come back to the Red Sox because there's so many closers that are free agents. The money's not there. So he said to himself, why not come back to Boston and, you know, stay here after what we've been through? So, uh, yeah, you could see that, especially with the closers out there. Well, and we've seen this in baseball. It's something that you referenced a few nights ago, Arnie. Whether you look at Albert Pujols' contract in uh, Anaheim, whether you talk about Giancarlo Stanton signing in Florida with the Marlins, with Miami Marlins, and immediately being traded a year or two later, Robinson Cano now back with your New York Mets, there's not really a good track record of these guys signing these massive contracts and then helping their team win, helping their teams win World Series. Now that's not to say that the Red Sox didn't have highly paid players like David right. Price, guys like that. Although I have a lot coming, like Mookie Betts. What are you going to do with him when he becomes a free agent? I think in like two or three years, uh, you're going to have to go and break the bank for that guy. And that's what I'm saying is is that maybe it's different because he's younger, he's been with the organization. But these teams that shell out all this money in free agency, you can't build a team around them. And they don't help you win championships. I mean, even Alex Rodriguez, he signed that massive contract with the Rangers. It wasn't until he got to the Yankees, and it wasn't until about year five or six with the Yankees until they won a championship. All right, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Back to some football. Chiefs, Patriots, right now the number one and two seeds. Saints, Rams, they're the one and two seeds. Who's most likely to choke first out of the first two seeds? Chiefs, Patriots, Saints, and Rams. Who do you think? I know you're going to say Patriots. I'm going to say Patriots. Yes, I am. But, I mean, history says it's got to be the Chiefs, right? Well, 0-6 in, what, the last six home playoff games. And Andy Reid just has that history. Now, I've said I don't think it's necessarily fair. His best team, T.O., goes down right before the Super Bowl with that injury. And that maybe potentially cost them a championship. It was a close game throughout. But... We've also seen this from Andy Reid. They lose last year to the Titans at home, the year that they played the Colts in that crazy game where they blew that massive lead. I'm not saying I would pick it if the game was tomorrow, but if you're talking about the most likely, I think that's got to be the one. And they're not playing well either. They lost their last two coming into this weekend. You were so anti-Saints 20 minutes ago. I thought you were going to take them for the first team to choke. I just don't think they're a great team. There's a difference between a team that I I think is capable of – you know, winning a Super Bowl or winning a first-round playoff game in a team that's great, elite, all-time historic, Saints aren't that to me. I'm, they, like I said, they of their last four games, one was against the Bucks, which don't even count. The Bucks are worse than some of these teams that are in these bowl games that we're watching. And then they have two uh, field goal wins and a loss to the Cowboys. They're just not playing well right now, even with I, the record. All right, let me ask this. Four, five, and six seeds, Ravens, Chargers, and Colts right now. In the NFC, Cowboys, Seahawks, Minnesota, any one of those long shots you could see making their way to the Super Bowl? I told you this the other day. I'm going to go not only outside of the teams that have the first-round buys. I'm going outside of the teams that are in the playoff picture right now. (laughs) If the Steelers can get in. Now, we know they need to win. They need the Ravens to lose. If the Steelers can get in. Ravens to lose to the Browns. Hey, Baker, Baker, moneymaker, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what he does. All he does is win games, baby. Um, 
I think the Steelers are as dangerous as anybody. They're, they have the big game experience. They always play that first place schedule. They, again, they've in the last month they've played the Chargers, they've played the Patriots, they've played the Saints in New Orleans. Right. If they can get in with all those offensive weapons, they're the team that I wouldn't want to see. What about you? If I'm taking a team four or down, I'm still not ready to give up on the Philadelphia Eagles. And how about that situation with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles? I don't know. Am I making too much of this? I, I've got to assume there are Eagle fans saying, hey, we made the wrong decision, but the decision has already been made. There's no going back once you make that decision. It's not like you can get a divorce. They got to go with Carson Wentz the, the rest of, uh, uh, I mean, following forward after this year. Yeah, the problem is Nick Foles. We, we've talked about LeBron's age going to be 35 next season. Nick Foles is about to be 30 here in a couple weeks. And look what he's done, though. It's been remarkable. Agreed. Yeah. And and what's amazing about him is, as it's been well documented, but it is worth kind of repeating, this was a guy that was ready to give up on football two, three, four years ago. And so I I do wonder, does he have that reputation of career backup because of his time at maybe at a time in his career where he didn't love football, where he wasn't right. passionate about football? Now that he's got that fire back in his belly, can he be a week-in and week-out starter? I don't think we'll ever see it in Philly, but I think it's worth discussing. I wouldn't have a problem with the Miami Dolphins taking Nick Foles for the next year or two until they decide uh, that they want to draft Tua and take him to groom him. Say that one more time. I I, I wouldn't mind the Dolphins going Ooh. ahead and taking Nick Foles until they can get Tua so Tua can go ahead and groom to be the next Dolphin quarterback. Nick, well, the problem is Nick Foles is going to win you too many games to get Tua. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I But I wouldn't mind having Nick Foles as a stopgap for the next year or two until the Dolphins can figure out their quarterback situation. We discussed this last night. It is going to be so fascinating with all of these big name. Now, none of them are playing particularly well except for Nick Foles, but these big name quarterbacks are going to be available. I mean, Jameis Winston is probably going to be available this offseason, almost certainly. It's a former number one overall pick, right? Like, somebody's got to take a chance on that guy. I would. I mean, number one overall pick. But it comes with a lot of money there, though. You know, you got to take that into factor. That's one of the reasons why Tannehill not coming back to the Dolphins is because they owe him $19 million if they wanted to pick up that option for next year. I guess. I mean, I, I just feel— It's a lot of dinero for Tannehill. But if Jameis Winston becomes a free agent, then it's not about the option. It's just about whoever gives him the best deal, right? Yeah, but I mean, how many people are going to pay the big, big money for Jameis Winston? Nobody's going to, but I'm yeah. saying somebody's going to take a chance on him. I don't know. I mean, I'm I want to take RG3. Yeah. I mean, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I mean, former number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner, and he's a guy— um, I, I, maybe I'm missing something. I don't think he's had a lot of really dumb off the field decisions, but yeah. on the field, it's not like he's injured. Like RG three was injury prone. He was always hurt. You couldn't trust him. I mean, Jameis Winston could stay healthy. Problem is he throws the ball to the other team a little bit too much, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if I was one of these teams, like you said, stop, stop gap teams. that's maybe waiting for next year with Justin Herbert and Tua Tonga Viola, as you just said, Arnie, I would take a chance on Jameis. How would you like a quarterback that's in first place in the NFC? That's going to be, uh, uh, you know, up for grabs in a trade. Who is that? Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to be making his first start for the Saints. Um, I like him. I would take a a runner on him also if I'm the Miami Dolphins who's getting rid of Tannehill. Yeah, it's so easy to forget. Teddy Bridgewater led the Vikings to the playoffs a few weeks ago. He's a playoff quarterback. Hey, he's a quarterback on a 13-2 team. Just doesn't play. I would take a chance on him, though. I would, too. I think it's going to be fascinating. We see this QB shuffling every year. We saw it last year with Kirk Cousins going to Minnesota, Case Keenum 
to uh, to Denver, Alex Smith to Washington. I think we're going to see a lot of that shuffling with the guys that you mentioned, Tannehill, Blake Bortles, Jameis Winston, guys like that. I will get to halftime of the show. We'll talk about what we talked about yesterday with the rookie of the year. Heard Jonas get his thoughts on that with Rob Parker. Also, what's going on with these bowl games? All that's coming up next. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? What does that mean? That means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Are you enjoying this Baylor-Vanderbilt game? And It looks like it's an okay game. I'm doing the show trying to watch the game. But there's no meaning whatsoever, no interest, nothing at stake. I mean, zero. I'm almost at the point now where I'm saying, let's just get rid of the ball games, give me the top 16 teams, and let's get started on the playoff system right away. I feel college football lost a lot of momentum from the end of the season until we're waiting to this 14 playoff. It's, it's going to be like a month. Can you imagine us doing that in the NFL? Where after week 17, I say, okay, Aaron, in four weeks from now, we start the playoffs. I, we, that's that's crazy. Then. I, listen, I hate when we do this as a collective media, as when we compare one sport to the other. Every sport is different for a reason. We have 68 teams in the NCAA tournament. Should we have 68 teams in the college football tournament? Of course No, not. but that doesn't They're mean you start late, though. None of them start late in any sport, though. Yeah, but it's a different sport. I mean, it's on the sports calendar at a weird time. It's on a sports calendar at a time that whether we want to as a media entity admit it or not, it's during finals for a lot of these schools. You can't play games during finals at a lot of these schools. I mean, we got to remember that at the end of the day, as much as Nick Saban, maybe Nick Saban's a bad example, as much as Matt Rule makes at Baylor, the guys who run that school are the president, the board of, you know, the board of trustees, guys like that. And what are they going to do? Not have finals so that they can have a, a college well, football. They take the system? finals on the road. Stop with the baloney. Come on, they can get it done. The the, the college basketball players play during no. finals. No, they don't. That's oh, why yeah. there's no games on right now. Oh, because of the holidays. But they're playing now. They'll play the rest of this week or before that. Before they got the Christmas, they're playing also. They it's so much better. It'd be better for the sport also. The four weeks totally is absolutely. You don't agree with that? Well, oh, I thought you were going to say if we expanded the playoff. No, I, well, that would be better also. I I mean, could you imagine 16 teams Awful. and we started the week after the final game of college football? What's the point of even playing the regular season if you're going to let 16 teams in? Why, I, that's too many? Of course it's too many. Don't be ridiculous. Out of, you just said how many teams were in there. What's wrong with you? What's 16 wrong? teams all of a sudden became too many? Of course. I think four is perfect. I love four. If you expand, I say we don't go past six. I say we make it like the six is ridiculous, but then two teams are getting a bye. No way. Why? You why can't? A why can't a team? Alabama and Clemson were cut above everybody no, else this year. No, why can't no, they get I'm a bye? Not, I'm not doing buys. That's that's asinine. Oh, so how it's, unfair it is in the NFL when you do a bye. Why is it unfair? You're rewarded for being too good. much reward. Too much reward. That's like saying, oh, we'll give you a bye and we'll give you a twenty-one nothing lead. Also, and it seems like it's an unfair advantage. Did they give him a twenty-one nothing lead? I no, haven't it seen seems that. Like, it seems like that. I, mean, I don't when, know. Pittsburgh when you get lost. that, when you get that, not only the home field advantage, which is what you should get as your reward, we're also going to give you a buy. Also, that's that's craziness. I don't know. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they had a buy in the first round. They lost to Jacksonville last year. Yeah, well, it doesn't happen all the time. There are exceptions. I before E, except after C. You know how that works, right? 
Yeah, I didn't know you yeah. could spell Arnie. That's really well, cool. I, you learn everything new about me every day. How about that? Oh, okay. it's, it's just it's just ridiculous to go ahead and do that. And and you know, college football, like I always said, they they ruin they, they ruin the momentum going into this four team playoff. So, but thank goodness it's coming up Saturday. We will be on the air right after the game. We were talking about this yesterday. I heard uh, Jonas and Rob Parker talking about it today. Rookie of the year, uh, uh, for uh, offensive rookie of the year. I I think everybody misses the point when they're just looking strictly at statistics and look at what Saquon Barkley is able to do and put up, what, the 1,200 yards rushing. What you're talking about here, who really had the better year, not so much statistically, but through the eye test. And the eye test shows that it's Baker Mayfield, turning around a team that had one victory in two years and off to a bad start this year. Next thing you know, the coach is gone, and he has just been phenomenal. I don't see how he cannot win the offensive rookie of the year. Well, he would have a statistically historical year for a rookie quarterback had Hugh Jackson just done what he should have done and started right. Baker Mayfield from from day one. But I think even if even without the records, and he may still get the records. He's like we said, he's playing this weekend uh, against Baltimore. Who knows what he will do against that defense? You think maybe he won't have a good game because they're playing so well. But the point is, is that. Regardless of the stats, we also have to remember where this organization was a year ago, where it was in week two, week three this year, and where it is now as they sit at 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one with a chance to have a winning record after this weekend. All right. Uh, you can get a hold of him at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius one So we'll take your thoughts on that. I want to pick it up a little bit on Twitter. We had so many tweets yesterday, and it's like people are taking the day off. I think this bowl game is putting – Every, all these bowl games are putting everybody to sleep for crying out loud. By the way, uh, Baylor up by three now, 31-28, if you're still paying attention to that. All right, we're at halftime. We'll come back second half of the, sh- uh, of the show. Howard Balzer will stop on by at about 20 after. we got a lot of NFL, more NFL to get to. It's around the corner, plus that four-team playoff on Saturday. Can't wait for that. Uh, we're filling in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, uh, right here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back. All right, let's go. Good evening, everyone. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you have to do? Well, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. You want to get into the show real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Maybe you want to do it the old-fashioned way. Maybe you're like, no, 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 no. I've got to call these knuckleheads. 877-99 on Fox. 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. Howard Balzer, play-by-play extraordinaire, joins us in about twenty minutes from now. We got a lot of NFL to get to. The fourteen playoff on Saturday. We will be on after the games. Certainly looking forward to that. You know, one thing we brought up Torres Clemson, three guys suspended. One of them is their star defensive player, in Dexter Lawrence. You th- you seem to think that there's a mistake here, and these kids are, uh, you know, they got the uh, false positive by some mistake. I agree. I don't know why we're suspending them, though, uh, if there's some big mistake and we can clear this whole thing up. Because, unfortunately, it is just an NCAA rule. And I think what the, the complication is, is how did it get into his system? What did he unknowingly take it? The problem is, Arnie, Unfortunately, this is the world that we live in is that it's cut and dried as far as is it fair, is it not fair? 
I don't know. I'll let you decide. I think you seem to disagree with me. I do. I, I don't understand where it's fair suspending three kids if there is a, a reason that these tests came up wrong or there was some type of rehab, which is why they have it in their system. Yeah, I don't feel like punishing three kids that have done nothing wrong. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm on that side. Well, what if you're on the side of punishing the kids if they're innocent? I'm on the side of there is no definitive way to know that they took it accidentally. Uh, now you're backing down a little well, bit there. If you if you can show me tangible proof, which that, I can't, of course not. I know you're not a doctor. I got to take them for their word, though. Of course, and I take them for their word too. But rules are rules, Arnie, and it goes back to what I was saying in the first hour. Josh Gordon, we might not like the fact that the NFL suspends people, possibly costs a guy a career over marijuana. But it's still the rule. Should we allow Josh Gordon to come back to the NFL? Difference. Why? There's a difference, though. Let me, let me read you what Dexter Lawrence had to say. He goes, we get tested regularly, and we, know, uh, and we know not to do anything stupid or selfish like that. That's why this is such a shock. He's telling you he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't smoke marijuana. He didn't take a substance. All he did was rehab like he was told to do. Next thing you know, he's not playing in the semifinal game. Where is the fairness in suspending a player because there's a big misunderstanding. That That's where I'm bringing it up. It's not like Josh Gordon, who did something wrong. This kid may have done nothing wrong. That's what I'm saying. He could fed, face up uh, the suspension for up to a year. You think it's fair that we suspend him for a year if there's a problem? I need to look more into it. I mean, it's hard for me to say at this definitive moment. I mean, I just... There's, not, there's, there's really nothing more to look into it. If if he's telling us there's a misunderstanding and there's a mistake, and Dabo Sweeney seems to believe the kids because they're, they're now going to investigate this, and, and, and they're saying maybe there's you know a reason why in their rehab is why they tested positive, I think we got to you know give them the benefit of the doubt here. Maybe we, you want to give a polygraph test? Would, would that you know clear it up a little bit more for you or what? No, I mean, I think if we can get a tangible kind of linear, this is where it came from, this is where the mistake happened, then I think you take it to the NCAA and you let the NCAA decide. And I think I would hope, by the Why, way. Isn't, isn't a lie detector 99.9? Sure. Yeah, whatever. So, I mean, there you go. If they say, we don't know what we took, that it became with these tests, the, you know, the false positive, then, then they're telling the truth. I suppose, but I, I just, uh, first of all, we don't know how it got in their system. And so until we and know, we never they don't know how it got in their system. Well, let's never, figure it out. We'll never know. You have chemicals just floating around in your system. You have no idea how they got there. I don't even know what they're testing for. I have no idea how this thing got. One of them rehabbed after surgery. Uh, that could easily is the reason, the possibility that it got into his system after that. I we need we need more answers, Arnie. I mean, look, I mean, it, it could all be. And I, I, listen, I believe that it if happened. If we need more answers, then why suspend him before we start getting the answers? Because he failed a test, which he's telling you that it's not because of anything he took. But and, and he's it got in his system it. somehow. What did the magic? What did the tooth no, fairy drop it in his mouth? No, overnight? but like did you Santa said, like, bring it down the chimney? No, but like you said with Alonzo Trier, it stayed in your system longer than even anybody ever thought. And he was suspended until it got out of his system. And it was wrong to suspend him the second time. But what is the alternative? If it's a performance-enhancing drug, 
That doesn't seem fair to Notre Dame. I mean, do you want to be the guy that's blocking so, a guy that just tested positive for PEDs? So you can't be on the fence of this. So then, you of course, be you calling... can be on the fence. No, no, no. You, you so, don't have any. We don't have any information. Right, so then we have a guy's you, word. Why don't Arnie, you, call... you tell me you used to date supermodels? Doesn't mean it happened. All right. So why don't you call these guys selfish then for getting suspended and putting their team at risk here now? Because they may have done it by accident. It may not have by been by accident now. The rest of the team never did it by accident. The, no, the rest of the team didn't do it. That's the right. point. Well, but, but they said they know what to take and what not to take. There's no by accident here. All right? There's no. That, or there's, oh, the, I, I, or I there's to, no. I went we, to go we, eat a cheeseburger on by accident. I got this found in my system. This has something to do from rehab. That's what happened here. That's At least that's what I'm thinking. I'm, look, again, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but I, I could use a little common logic here. No, can I not? Arnie, it's all conjecture. It's all what somebody says. We need more proof. It's, is it fair to the Notre Dame guy? Let me ask you this. Is it fair to the Notre Dame guy that's got to block this guy if he is taking performance-enhancing drugs? That oh, it was in, it's not fair, is it? That, that it was in a system that we don't – well, what if, you know, he, I, what if it was in a system because he took something on purpose? He's saying it's not on purpose. Well, that, if you're well, that, saying it's not on purpose, give me proof. Arnie, if you've been well, telling me for— I want to give you proof. I'll, I'll let him take the lie detector test. You don't seem to think that that's going to go ahead and give you the answer, though. You want some other tangible of evidence. Of course, Arnie. Listen, first of all, it's like George Costanza once said. It's not a lie if you believe it, right? <laughs> but also, as I just— Gosh, you sound just like my other co-host here locally. He, like, quotes everything from Seinfeld. It's like that's all he knows. So— a great quote, great show, by the way. But it's like I said, you've been telling me for nine months since we started working on this show that you used to date supermodels. Until I see a picture, yeah. Until I see, until Kathy Ireland <laughs> shoots me a phone call and says, "Yeah, I had a thing for Arnie back in the the nineteen eighties." I'm not going to believe it. I'm what sorry. What if we if we do find out later on that this was some misunderstanding, and now we find out why it got in their system because of some rehab or something like that? Uh, then what do we do? Then it's too little too late then, isn't it? But what's the alternative? Play him when he may be taking performance-enhancing drugs? I guess the alternative is how many times did we drug test these guys and did we just do it for the first time right before the semifinal game? Is that what's going on here? But what if he just took it for the semifinal? What if he looked at that tape of Notre Dame well, and if said— you're going to keep if- telling me that, then i got to call him selfish. And what if he took it, then i got to call him selfish, right? But what if he didn't take it? We don't well, have you any. See that? You, what, what the hell are you doing? You're going both ways on that. What no, if I'm he not. What if he didn't take All it? All I'm asking. In the I'm asking for if one. If he took it, then he's selfish. I'm asking for one simple thing. A tangible explanation as to how it got in his system. If it was accidental and there's proof it was accidental, then, a, then a appeal to the NCAA. Because but, I got to tell you, it makes them look really, really bad. They already appealed and used a B sample. And, and he failed again. Up, and that came. So obviously, they, w- w- the fact that they made him use a B sample, and I don't even, uh, for some reason, I feel like that shows me that they're really telling the truth. I feel bad for these kids, and they could be suspended up to a year. I know uh, what one of them yep. is a senior, but I, I think the whole thing just really stinks, especially when Why we're talking about stink, three though? players here. Why does it stink if they may have taken performance-enhancing drugs purposely? Because well, I don't punish on may have. You know what I mean? If, if there's a problem here then let's work out the problem before we start landing down uh, big punishments like this. But Arnie, let's use a little common sense. Arnie, you have a kid. When your kid was 14, 15 years old, I'm not saying he did, but if he found cigarettes and said that he was holding them for a friend, he had no idea they were in his backpack, do you believe him? No, but what happens, out of, wait, wait, what happens 99 out of 100 times, I don't, but what happens if it's the one time he is 
Uh, he was holding it for a friend, and I should punish him? Did you punish him? Should I? Greg Brady, should I punish him? You have to find you out. You saw what... that episode of the Brady Bunch, did no, you not? No, unlike you. Uh... Tara, his mom found cigarettes in his jacket and punished Greg, and Greg couldn't figure it out how it got there. And then they figured out it wasn't Greg's jacket. It was another uh, person's jacket on the team. And they punished Greg for nothing. Well, sucks there to be Greg. There you go, Torres. Sucks to you be played Greg. right into my hands for crying out loud. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Either way, though, I'm excited. They're going to be uh, good games. Well, the Alabama is not going to be a good game. After talking to Ryan Fowler, I agree with him. I think Alabama is going to win this thing by like three touchdowns, maybe more. I have it something like 53 or 54, I had 54-31. I don't even know if it's going to be that close. Alabama will get out to a 14-0 lead. Kyler Murray has never, ever, ever come close to facing a defense like this. He is going to be frustrated to no end. I think he's just going to get dominated by that Alabama defense. I think this is the game where we sit back and we say, this was the day that Kyler Murray's NFL dream ended. Because I really, truly believe that he is going to get dominated by that defense. He's not going to be able to run wild. I certainly don't wish any harm or injury to him, but he's going against some big, fast, strong, physical defenders for Alabama, and I think we're going to see what he what it looks like when he goes up against NFL-caliber defensive players, a whole team of them, and I think it could get really, really ugly for him. All right, we know he's property of the Oakland A's. We know he said that he's not going to – make any decision on the draft in the NFL. But if he did and did play in the NFL for some reason, you don't think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL? I don't believe that a team will use a first-round draft pick on him. I just don't. And I do believe that if he— Well, Tom Brady was a six-round pick. That still doesn't answer the question, though. Yeah, but, I mean, is he going to enter the NFL draft if he doesn't think he's going to be a first- or second-round pick? I don't know if he's a bust in baseball. Maybe he's going to want to try football, just like my high school uh, quarterback, Jay Schrader. I think it was the second pick in baseball draft. Didn't work out. Went to play for the Redskins and the Raiders. There's a million guys like that. Brandon Whedon. The infamous yeah. Brandon Whedon. No, I mean, there's plenty of guys. What's his face? The uh, Henson, the uh, quarterback. The guy that beat out Tom Brady at Michigan. That's who beat him out. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that if you're Kyler Murray, the grind of minor league baseball is going to be hard enough. Now you want to spend August through February trying to – be somebody's backup to like like no I want to spend 162 games during the grueling summer months and that grind that 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 for sounds five a million lot better, guaranteed huh? for five million guaranteed with well, no risk of physical you know, injury th- you can't give me the money because he's going to make tons of money either way and he's going to make a lot of money as endorsements also so I don't think money's going to be much of a problem this kid's going to make over a hundred million dollars whether he plays football. Or baseball. At least I think he will. I, I may be nuts on that with endorsements and deals and commercials and sneakers. Is money going to be a problem that you have to worry about the money? No. And here's the thing, right? So we spent so much time talking about this last night with Tom Brady. You you have made the argument for months now that Tom Brady owes it to his family to retire. Yeah. He's made his money, all that At stuff. At 41 years old. Not, not like what? three, four years ago, but go ahead. But what I was going to say was my argument has always been if a guy loves something, you should allow him to keep doing it, right? And so it's hard for me to sit here and say, Kyler Murray, if you love football, don't play football. Right. I'm just saying it's guaranteed money in baseball. It's a ton of money. There is no injury risk. Um, you know how good he is in baseball? I don't. 
I've seen highlights of him, but I don't know how that's going to translate. He was a, uh, into the uh, to the big leagues. He was a top ten pick. He must be. Well, pretty I understand good. that. That doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. So, especially in baseball, I don't know. It means a lot. It does, no, it doesn't really. They Trust don't just, me on that. They don't just give out five million dollar checks, Arnie. <laughs> if they did, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now at uh, twelve fifteen uh, Eastern time. That's for sure. Howard Balzer is going to join us next. We got a lot of football to get into. Uh, remember now, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'll probably smoke some meat. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What does that mean? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago, waiting on Howard Balzer. He's going to be joining us. Got a lot of NFL to get to. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. My Lakers up by one, 115-114, 4.6 seconds left in the game. And I think the Lakers are going to the line to shoot a couple. So uh, trying to squeeze out a victory without LeBron out there, Torres. How about that, huh? I was say, how about Deb Carson's Baylor Bears? You yeah. Know, last night, nine interceptions between Cal and TCU. Tonight, Baylor about to go up 38-35 here with about nine minutes to go. Such an exciting bowl game. Woo! It has been the best bowl game of, of all the bunch right now, and I still could care less about this one. Arnie, it's it's college football. Why are you complaining about more football? Uh, Why are you it, complaining about football? I'm not, because we're going right out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, writer, broadcaster, right, does it all. It's Howard Balls. How you doing, Howard? Guys, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, but... It's anticlimactic. That's the best way to describe it. But I know you don't want to talk about that. (laughs) And I totally agree with you. But first thing I want to ask you, as we look at the NFL playoffs, you know, we keep saying, oh, it's so wide open. It's so wide open. Anybody could win it one through six, even seven or eight. Is it is it really that wide open or are we just making too much of this? No, I think it very well might be. And to be honest, I've been saying that for a few weeks as we've seen the way this last month of the season has developed with, you know, the Saints you know, with the Saints and the Cowboys and the Rams and the Bears and, and, and the Chiefs coming down to earth a little bit. We've seen some of these prohibitive favorites, at least, or at least those teams that everybody thought were, uh, you know, four to six weeks ago, have, you know, have, have had some tough times against teams that play good defense. And I think that's the thing that really is going to make January interesting when you have some of these matchups with, with have some of these high-powered offenses perhaps going against some teams that are really showing that they can play some defense. And like I mentioned, the Bears and the Ravens, obviously. And, and so I, I think we're going to have some tremendous matchups. And, and I think, guys, really, though, the way when you look at the NFL is that it's not, it's not that different from that each year because when it's one and done, pretty much anything can happen. And once you get into that top six in each conference, Boy, I mean, we, we've seen many times where five or six seed, you know, go, goes through and starts winning some games. And so I, I think this year is one of the more fascinating ones because, like I said, because of that strength against strength that they were going to have in certain situations with really good offenses against really good defense. Yeah, I was telling Arnie last night, it feels a lot like an NCAA tournament where if this team gets matched up with this team, it might go one way. But if that team gets matched up with that team, it would go another way. If I did have to ask you for a favor right now, who would you say it would be? Well, I would say in the NFC, I think it's still the Saints. I mean, you're going to have to go through New Orleans and beat that team, and they have pretty good balance between offense and defense. So I would probably say that that they're the favorite in the NFC. 
in the AFC, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not that sure because with Kansas City has some real issues uh, defensively. And, of course, if they beat Oakland, they'll have the home field. So that's a plus. But we've also seen how the Chiefs are sometimes in the postseason. And, and, and how will that team play, even with that great offense, if there's some bad weather games uh, in January? That's the one unknown uh, that, uh, that you, re- you really cannot uh, predict. And so when I look at the rest of the AFC, the team that's intriguing to me is the Ravens uh, yeah. because of that defense. And I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson as this great quarterback yet, but as long as he doesn't make mistakes and they can run, he can run, he can, you know, as long as he doesn't turn it over, man, that defense can stop, you know, a lot of, a lot of really good, you know, a lot of really good teams. So I, th- I think they could be a surprise team in this postseason. Well, I think you just answered my question, but you sound like a defensive guy coming in. Would you rather be a great defensive team like the Ravens and, and, and the Bears and, and, and uh, Seattle, or would you rather be a great offensive team like the Saints, the Rams, or, or Kansas City? Well, I, I still like I still rather have the offense, <laughs> but if you match the offense with the defense, obviously then that's, that's the best thing. But we've also seen how really excellent defenses can slow down those offenses. And so once you then get into those close games, Anything can happen, and I think you know that's that that's that's a big factor uh, in it all. And so, and then again, home field obviously can be a part of it. But but I think that I'm not saying that defense necessarily wins championships because you still better be able to score points. But if you're matched up against one of those really good offenses, then it'll be interesting to see. And I'll tell you, being a guy who looks back, you know this, and I'm really going to go a little far afield on this one, <laughs> but I can recall back well about you know 18 19 years ago after you know this this super bowl we played in atlanta which was of course somewhat the birth of the greatest show on turf yep. when the rams beat the titans but the was next year yep. the next year is when the when everyone thought man this could be a ravens Rams super bowl yes. and how good would that be with that great ravens defense going against that rams offense what would happen? Well, Rams had some injuries. They weren't quite as good as they were the year before, and they didn't advance that far. And so I think we're, we're going to see some of those potential matchups in this postseason well before we even get to the Super Bowl. I am going to stick with that division, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. If the Ravens do lose, if the Steelers do win, I've been arguing with my partner here for two or, two or three days now. I believe the Steelers with all those offensive weapons and certainly battle-tested with games against the Saints, the the Chargers, and the Patriots over these last couple of weeks, I believe if they can get in, they can go for a run. Do you agree, disagree? No, I, I think that's definitely possible. Obviously, they've got to figure out how to finish games. And that's if, if they end up not being in the playoffs, that's going to be the thing that will haunt them throughout the offseason is all these games that were right there for the taking, and they just couldn't find ways to finish them. But if they do manage to get in and – that would obviously mean that uh, the Ravens have to lose to the Browns, which certainly is possible. Yep. Then I think they could upset some teams because I think that's that's certainly a team. And I think that's another part of this playoff. Even though home field is nice to have, I think this is one of those you know one of those years where you look at some of these some of these teams that will go on the road, and you wouldn't be surprised by the Steelers going on the road and, and beating you know being a good team. You wouldn't be surprised by the Bears you know going on the road and beating a Rams, or maybe maybe even if they have enough to keep a score close against the Saints. It, w- it wouldn't surprise, I don't think, anybody. And so that's the thing about the Steelers, as you note. 
that yeah they they to make a run they'd have to you know they'd have some you know they they have some games on the road um, obviously the first one would be at home uh, but then after that they're probably going to be on the road but would you be surprised if they go into New England and win no would you be surprised if they go into Kansas City and win no I don't I don't think anybody would. Howard, what's the optimum, optimum matchup, the one that's going to give the best ratings, the one that has the highest interest, the one that the NFL would love to see? I got a feeling maybe Patriots-Cowboys would have the uh, highest ratings if it was those two teams. It, 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 you know, I think when it gets to the Super Bowl, the rating is probably going to be darn good anyway. Yeah. And that's, you know, but, you know, the thing with the Patriots, obviously they're always going to attract attention whether you love them or hate them. I think there's also a certain amount of people who say, gosh, we've had enough of the Patriots, you know, already. But I'll tell you, what, what about New Orleans and Kansas City? You know, with the rookie phenom who oh. probably will – not a rookie phenom, but a second-year phenom, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, who probably will be the MVP – Going against the age, the age of guy. Everyone talks about Tom Brady being 41, <laughs> but they forget by the time the Saints would play in that game, if they get that far, he'll be 40. Wow, Drew Brees. So, well, what about that man? I think that that would be just a fascinating matchup. That might be one of the best ones that uh, that anybody could 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 hope for. We are on here in LA. Which team do you feel like from this Los Angeles area is more likely to make a deep run, maybe to the Super Bowl, Rams or Chargers? Well, probably the Rams. Uh, because the Chargers are going to have to go on the road, and that'll be one of my pet peeves. If they end up as the wild card, or even if the Chiefs do, that's going to be a team with a lot of wins that for the first game is going to have to go on the road to play a division winner just because that team uh, won the division. And that might end up being uh, a, a tough matchup in, in terms of, you know, if it's Baltimore. I mean, can, can you imagine you, can you imagine that? So I, I think that, you know, the Rams are going to be home. Uh, for, for most probably at least their first game, and then they'd have to go if they have to go into New Orleans. Uh, that 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 would be a tough one, but they certainly could win it. Uh, the Chargers, if they're if they're a wild card, then I think that's going to be uh, really tough for them uh, to win a bunch of games on the road, especially if they have to go to some uh, some cold weather sites. How are you going to be watching the uh, College 14 playoff this weekend, or what? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Bama in a route over Oklahoma? What do you think? You know, I'm, I'm hoping it's not a route, and we'll probably find out relatively early because we know how good Alabama is on defense, and we yep. know what Oklahoma can do on offense. I'm hoping it's kind of one of those fun, high-scoring games. So I, <laughs> I don't think it'll be a route, but I'm hoping Oklahoma really acquits itself well. I think the one that could be the route is the other one because I, I personally think Notre Dame is overrated, and I'm, I'm not so sure how they're going to play in their game, but I think I think that Alabama-Oklahoma game should be, you know, hopefully at least I should say, could be one for the ages, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see, but Oklahoma is going to give up points. We know that, and we know that Oklahoma's ca- – I mean, Alabama's capable of scoring them too, so uh, that, could, that should be – hopefully that'll be a real entertaining game. Really quick, what do you make of the growing Kyler Murray-Heisman buzz? Yeah. I just don't see it so small. Obviously, it'd be splitting time with baseball. What are your sources telling you? Well, yeah, I think the size is a question, and 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 so it, in terms of where he would be drafted, and that that you can never predict uh, certainly because all it takes is one team to upset the apple cart, and to really make that decision to to go to football over baseball, you you probably you probably need to be that first round pick and relatively high to make the money more worth it. 
because if you end up going second or third round, you know, you, you got a good contract, but it's not a great one. Yeah. And then you got to wait three or four years before you really hit it big. Of course, at baseball, you have to you usually have to wait longer for it. So I, I know he's, you know, he's, he's probably going to be tempted a little bit. And the problem is, unless he just says, I want to play football, then I don't know if any team is really going to take a, take a big shot on, shot on him in the draft in the hope that that would change his mind. So that'll be a real interesting one to, to follow in these next few months. Writer, broadcaster, checks out the NFL, Howard Balzer. Howard, you're the best. Always appreciate it, my friend. Have a great weekend. We'll uh, speak to you later on. You, you too, guys, and uh, always a pleasure. And Happy New Year to you all and uh, everybody out there. You Thank too, you, Howard man. Balzer. Happy New Year to you too, my friend. All right, uh, first uh, things first, let's check out what's trending with Deb Carson. Deb, what happened to my Lakers? Well, I got to tell you, I'm the bearer of bad news. Brought to you by Bogdan Bogdanovich. Kobe drives to his right. Three for the win. He's got the bucket. The Kings get the victory as time expires. Pandemonium at Golden One Center. Oh! Look at the sea of arms upraised. Final score, 117-116. Kings beat the Lakers by that score. Wow. Bogdanovich hits that with eight-tenths of a second on the clock. And uh, the Lakers go down tonight. Sacramento with a big win. Knicks lost their six in a row as well. Bucks beat New York 112-96. Rockets got 45 from James Harden to beat the Celtics 127-113. Still underway. The Trailblazers lead the Warriors 86-80. Five to go fourth quarter in Northern California. Sixers ripping the Jazz right now 100-79. Nine to go fourth quarter in Salt Lake City. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience taking a look at the texas bowl in houston vandy just kicked a field goal to tie it it's vanderbilt 38 baylor 38 hey guys if you haven't had a chance to watch this kid vanderbilt junior running back Keyshawn vaughn yes 13 carries 243 <laughs> yards two touchdowns a 68 yarder and a 69 yarder this kid's phenomenal see arnie hates it he is not enjoying this game at all Devin. <laughs> I, you know what He's just a grumpy old man in his yes, cold his cold cabin in Vermont. Oh. I'm enjoying this this game. No with you, radio Dad. for old men is not a movie or Go something. Go out in the sunshine, Arnie. <laughs> Breathe a little bit. Enjoy. Breathe that Thank fresh Vermont air. That's yeah. right. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Dad. You bet. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to say, 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Uh, go to Geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You mentioned that the ratings, or Deb mentioned uh, that the ratings were all-time low Monday night for Denver-Oakland. What makes you think that this is good, just because the game is close, that people have any interest in this, Torres? That people are like, oh my goodness, this Vanderbilt game with Baylor, back and forth, it's tied. Sure, it's an entertaining game, but there's nothing at stake. There's really nothing to to watch it for except if you went to school there you just have it on his background noise so arnie let me ask you a question you have a son he's obviously out of, out of the house now when he was 10 years old eight years old seven years old did you guys watch home alone together during the christmas season of course who doesn't watch home alone together of course right and right. why because it's entertaining because it's fun because you grab a cold one you grab a, a hard cider you give him an apple cider and you have fun What's wrong with being entertained? Why does everything? Well, but th- this is not a look. If you just this isn't entertaining. Enter- the guy rushing Deb just said two hundred fifty yards rushing. You're not entertained. 
it, these are these are like exhibitions, is what they are. Would you be entertained in the preseason football in the NFL? So let me ask you a question then. The second that a team gets eliminated from the Major League Baseball or the NFL playoffs, so should should they cancel the Jets Bills game this weekend because it has no impact on anything? If the Jets were playing the Bills, I, w- I would say yes. I would say just wrap. They canceled the bowl game, did they not, or what? They did, but it, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying though. Should they just cancel everything that doesn't have meaning? Who's my the Dolphins Bills? Whatever you know what I mean. The Dolphins and Bills are playing. Yeah. It has no impact on the playoff picture at all. Should they just cancel that game? If it has you, no meaning, if it, we it were means given, nothing. If we didn't give the score of the game and they didn't play it, I wouldn't know <laughs> unless somebody told me. Okay, that's the, the, just the, just because you're not interested. Does that mean that they have to cancel everything you're not interested? No, nobody's interested. That's why you got to cancel. Not just because I'm not interested. Nobody's uh, interested. Somebody's going to show up at the stadium. Somebody's uh, going to flip on that game. Yeah, because it's free tickets. I want to get through a couple of tweets. Thinking genius. My wife said you must be a peon if you're working on Christmas. But I said you don't receive the respect you deserve, and you're just trying to help Torres. Um, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I'm just helping Torres on that. That's exactly what's going on. No, wait, that's our job to fill in during the holidays. Is it not or what, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to do it. We have to entertain America. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, they're relaxing. They deserve it. Why Why can't we work? We're not allowed to work. Texas Trucker says FCS has it right. I haven't watched a single bowl game this year, and I won't till Saturday. They're meaningless. Take the top 14 bowls plus the uh, NC game, make them part of a 16-team playoff, make more bowls relevant because but nobody cares. It That's makes the whole— much- but it That's makes pretty the much whole, exactly how I feel there, Aaron. But it makes the whole regular season irrelevant. You talk about meaningless games, Arnie. How many meaningless games? Alabama could lose two, three games and still make the playoff. Is that what you want? The thing that makes college football great. Well, you're never if you're going to start telling me that the regular season is insignificant. That's never going to happen in college football. Yes, it will. Why? Why do I have to tune in? Every single week, if I you know have to that, tune I'll... in because the winners of the conference tournaments are going to get the automatic berth. So you're like, all right, basketball? we better win this game, game three, because if we go three and zero, oh, it's a big difference between going two and one. So we want to win our division. You talking about college football or college basketball? College football. No, Alabama yeah. could lose in week one to the Citadel, and if they win the rest of their games, it doesn't matter. So why do we? Well, have, one like... loss, right? Well, one loss is going to go ahead and still get them in. But if they have one loss, then they can't afford another loss during the course of the year. Are you kidding me? Teams get into the college football playoff at four with four teams with one loss. You know how many teams would get in with two, three, four losses? I mean, I'm looking right now at the top 16 teams yeah. in the final ranking. Washington, 10-3. and three. Florida, 9-3. and three. LSU, 9-3. and three. Penn State, 9-3. and three. Kentucky, Nine and three. All Texas sudden, wait, nine and four. You Texas those... should be playing for a playoff berth. So Are you kidding me, me? You don't want those teams in the playoff, but no. you're okay them playing meaningless bowl games that you'll sit and watch three hours on end for. I don't think we should make Alabama play three more games after they prove that they are one of the elite teams in college football. No, I don't. I think the four team playoff is perfectly fine. It makes the regular season meaningful. Here's the thing everyone wants to expand the playoff. But it devalues the regular season. You don't have to watch. This is what this is, is the NFL devalued in yes, the regular season. Hundred no, percent. The Ravens that. were terrible for eight weeks, and they're going to make the playoffs. Is that fair? Yes, totally fair. No, uh, Ernie not. says Sacramento hit that game winner at the exact second. Arnie said my Lakers. Yeah, man, the kiss of death uh, kicked on in there. 
Uh, James says I'm all for cancellation of meaningless games. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't. I so wouldn't mind doing that. The NFL, if the NFL just said we only have four games today, I would have been okay with that. You know what I mean? I would have said fine. The rest of them are meaningless. We don't have to watch that one at all. Jeremy says schools uh, do a four week eighteen playoff immediately after the season ends. It's exciting and way better than this four Jer- team crap. How many uh, on the FBS? How many regular season games? FCS teams did Jeremy watch? None, because it doesn't matter. You get to Well, the- we don't care about those schools. They're small schools, that's why. I just think we got a great thing going for us now. We enjoy the heck out of the regular season. The regular season matters. I, I, I keep going back to this, Arnie. Even if you just go to eight, that SEC championship game that we went crazy over, Georgia, Alabama, down to the wire, the last second, Tua gets hurt, Jalen Hurts comes in. If that if there was an eight team playoff, Alabama probably doesn't even play Tua because they got to rest him for the playoff. Is that mm-hmm. what we want? Do we want to make the SEC championship game the best game of the season totally meaningless? No, but it wouldn't be the best game. You, in your That's eyes, what I'm it saying. Be the, yeah, it wouldn't be the best game. Uh, James says Alabama is the only team that could lose three games and still uh, get in despite a week's what? schedule. No. If there's, if there's four teams, he's, I don't even think they'll get it with three losses. They'd have only two losses and they can get if it. If there was a 16-team playoff, as all of you guys want, I'm looking at it right now. Every team from 9 to 16 would have at least three losses except for Washington State. We would have six three-loss teams and one four-loss team in a 16-team playoff. What is even the point of playing the season? You're losing a third of your games, and you're getting a shot at the playoffs. It makes no sense. Brian Coangelo, burner account, too much sponsorship money invested in the bowl games. Translation, Bingo. the Uncle Joe's Chicken Farm Bowl is going nowhere. It's not just that. There's people... There, the Washington Post did a great article the other day about one of these bowl games. The guy who runs the bowl game makes a million dollars a year. I saw that article, yeah. Yeah, that guy ain't giving it up. And I would, <laughs> add, I would add this too, Arnie. Our employer, Fox, uh, yeah. ESPN, yeah. they pay a lot of money for these regular season yes. games. Yes, I don't think that they're in a rush to expand the playoff because they're, you know, the SEC or the Big, the Big Ten's not saying, you know what? We're going to expand the playoff. We're going to get lower ratings during the regular season. Take back some of this money that you promised would, us. Would you be okay if the NCAA basketball went from 68 back to, let's say, 24, let's say? Would you be okay with that? It's a different sport. I, I, but I just asked you a question. It's a different sport. I'm it, not comparing it to football. I'm just asking you a question. The NFL has 12 teams. I don't want 12 teams for college football either. Or for, uh, yeah, how many, would you be okay for 24 teams for college uh, basketball? No, because it's a different sport. Why? That's not enough for you? You're asking me what I like. Is that uh, not enough for you, then? Why is there a problem with just 24? You're asking me if I'd like feta cheese and black <laughs> olives in my chicken Caesar salad. They're two completely Chicken Caesar salad and a Greek salad are two completely different things. I understand that. You like that but analogy, goes, don't you? That tripped you up there for a no, second. No, it didn't trip me up, but it goes to it show you, though, bit. you know, anytime you cut back on something, when you take less teams, in the playoffs, if you took less teams in the NFL playoffs, there's a reason why in baseball we add teams. There's a reason why we want more teams in college football. There's a reason why we have 16 teams in hockey and NBA. People like playoff 
a, a sports. But they, the great thing about college football is that every game, every week matters, and you lose that if you expand the playoff. All right, let's, uh, we, we got, got a great thing going. I don't understand why everyone is so quick to change everything. We have a great thing going. Just enjoy it. Calm down, people. We're, we're going to come back. Late scores, late news and notes. Deb Carson's going to get us all caught up. Uh, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend Mike Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio. The night of loving dangerously. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I know Deb Carson's with us, and Deb, you're checking it out. Portland 102, Golden State 102, 19 seconds left. Kevin Durant just hit a three-pointer to tie the game up. Trailblazers with the ball and a full timeout. And my Lakers with a tough loss, Deb. What else is going on out there? All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a look at hockey, believe it or not, wow. because we have we have neglected the sport, and the NHL is indeed back in action following a three-day holiday break. Lightning picked up right where they left off. Tampa Bay recovered after blowing a three-goal lead. They beat the Flyers 6-5 in overtime. So, we get. I think we can get fired for talking hockey. But I, that's well, okay. that's yeah, why I ahead. try to save it till the very end of the <laughs> evening. You know, uh, moving back to the NBA. Uh, you know, we were talking about the Lakers' loss. They were without LeBron James tonight. Of course, LeBron with a big day today, named the AP Male Athlete of the Year, joining Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods as the only men to win the award at least three times. Uh, meanwhile. Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota returned to practice on a limited basis today. Of course, he's trying to recover from a stinger in time to start a must-win game against the yeah. Colts this I, weekend. I know, I know they're not going to get rid of him, but you know, I know the Dolphins need a quarterback. I would take a chance on him if you know they ever wanted to cut him loose. I, I still like him. I know he's injury prone. But if I'm going to take a chance on one of those iffy-type quarterbacks, I would take a chance on Well, don't him. you think he's had too much success early in his career to cut ties just yet? It's possible. But, I mean, there's so many – with Tannehill being gone right. and Flacco and Bortles and who knows about Jameis and uh, I'm sure a few others that I'm not thinking about. I, I would take a chance. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah, but th- they probably won't let him go. There's, there's, you know, there's uh, too much upside to keep him around. Well, speaking of upside, Kyler Murray, of course, will have uh, some choices to make, whether he plays baseball or football. But the uh, Oklahoma quarterback did confirm today he's going to be able to play against Alabama. He's been sick all week uh, that caused him to miss his scheduled media availability, but he is going to be playing. Uh, Meanwhile, quarterback Jalen Hurts, the backup for Bama, was mum on whether he will be transferring. Wow. Enough is enough. He, He stuck it out this year. He's got to go, Torres. It's time for him to pack it up and go. He's got to go play somewhere else. Jalen Hurts? Yeah. yeah. He is as good as gone as soon yeah. as this, this playoff run is done. Actually, Notre Dame's backup quarterback already announced he's transferring once this playoff is done. Right. First. I saw that one, too. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of Bama, Nick Saban said uh, the top-ranked Tide will be without three players that were suspended this week for the rest of the season, starting left guard Deontay Brown, tight end Kendrick James, and offensive lineman Elliott Baker. Uh, Nick says all three players committed NCAA violations due to poor decision-making. Wow, you got to wonder when they do stuff like that. It won't affect the team. They'll still go ahead and route Oklahoma. Thanks, Deb. I know we're short on time, so I appreciate that. Three hours are in the books. The power hours coming up next. Uh, we got a lot of football to get to. Todd Furman is hopefully going to go ahead and stop on by. I know he went to the hockey game tonight in Vegas, 
So I think that wrapped up. So hopefully it's stuff on by. We got a lot of gambling to get to, see what the odds are for week 17 and which way the money's coming in on the national championship 14 playoff uh, and which way the line is moving. So all that's coming up. Big final hour. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It is the power hour of the show as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you have to do? Well, just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're sitting for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. On a real busy Thursday, heading into the weekend, ending into the 14 playoff. By the way, Torres, are you going to the Super Bowl this year? Are you making the trek out there or no? Not unless FSR needs somebody out there to do something. Have you been to a Super Bowl yet or no? Never been to a Super Bowl. Can you believe that? Wow. You think we can convince the bosses? Get us down there? I've been to several. I've been to several. Name drop. Wow. Yeah, I've been to several. But you know what? Most of the time you leave on the Friday before the game starts. Uh, once or tw- one, I think once or twice I stayed uh, to Sunday for the game, get a press credential, and enjoy it. But, uh, you know, oh, it, yeah. it's mostly about the week leading up to it, the, the swag, the interviews, Radio Row. That's the enjoyable part to me, and then I just like to come home and watch the game. Who, swag! who is the best interview that you've had? Like, who's the most – because Radio Row, right, everybody is there. They're selling something. I remember last year it was Brett Favre, it was Jim Harbaugh. Who are the guy? Like, who's the guy that you're like, man? I remember when I interviewed so and so on Radio Row. I had To on once. He Ooh. was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed him. Um, you know, he made his treks through Radio Row. We we hit it off pretty well, and we we talked about him. He told me that if he could have gone to the NBA, he would have averaged ten points a game. Sure, that sounds like you, Arnie. No, he was being serious though. I know I, you. Yeah, you also yeah. say that you were better than Steve Kerr. And no, but he was a. But he played in college. I know uh, Tennessee Chattanooga. Yeah, the Moccasins. He, no, he actually is a baller, though. I, 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 I believe him when he said Arnie. he could have averaged. Well, you don't think he could have averaged ten a game in the NBA or what? He went to like the USBL or some minor league and right. got off the bench for like one game and wasn't even close to the guys there. Really? So, yeah. I mean, come on, T.O. He had me convinced. T.O. is not afraid to uh, weave a yarn or how's the uh, how's the the verbiage go? I forget. Yeah. Well, I, I don't look. There's a lot of two sport athletes. I, if I'm remembering the, the best, well, Dave Winfield, that guy played baseball. He could have played football, basketball at the University of Minnesota. I mean, you talk about some of the great multi athletes out there. He was certainly one of them. That's I mean, really funny that you bring him up. Rob Parker, our good friend who was on before us, just posted a picture on Instagram of interviewing Dave Winfield when Rob was in college and Dave Winfield was with the Yankees. Really? Yeah. Well, you can interview him pretty easily. Uh, I don't want to give out any secrets, but I've seen him once or twice at the Fat Burger in Westwood. He likes to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's good to know. I walked in there a couple of times. I said, Dave Winfield, how you doing, buddy? I uh, And he was the only one in there eating a burger. Just by himself, huh? Just yeah, hanging? Yeah, there was nobody there. There was nobody in the rest. There was nobody in the Fat Burger other than Dave Winfield. And I come walking in, I'm like. Me and Dave Winfield and Fatburger by ourselves. How about that, huh? Yeah, see, I would love to go to the Super Bowl just because I would love to just run into the random people on Radio Row. Because, I mean, you get people that don't normally do interviews. They're only there because they're selling something. Right. But, I right. mean, Brett Favre, like I said, all those big names. Emmett well, I gave Smith. you the Brett Favre story yesterday. I know. We don't need to uh, hear People anything. love that. And no yeah, he is a good guy, though. I, I, I did like talking to him. He was a lot of fun. Of course he's a good guy. He, he didn't 
Well, frankly, he didn't punch you in the face when you probably yes. deserved it. So <laughs> that's uh, that warrants being a good guy. But, yeah, no, if the bosses want to send me, I'm down. I got nowhere to be that week. I, I uh, was doing a local show in Phoenix and got cranked by uh, Boomer Esiason. As in he, it was a fake call? No, he, he called into the show. Uh-huh. Um, he wouldn't tell me his name. And then he would give me hints. He said, I, I, if you can guess who I am, I'll take you golfing at my country club. Ooh. Yeah. And I go, well, you, you sound like a punter. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you sound like a second-string punter because you don't have that manly voice. And he goes, yeah, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. You are such He was a just jerk. leading me on. You know, just making me crazy. I couldn't guess who it was at the time. So finally gave it and told us. But he, he he's a lot of fun also. I enjoyed talking to him. You are such a jerk. But <laughs> no, so I've never been to a Super Bowl. Would love to go. I just really want to go for the parties. I yeah, really do. I'm that's a- what it's all about. You know, like the Maxim party during the week and the, I don't know, the Playboy parties and all that good stuff. The one, you know? the one thing I will say, and a lot of the Final Four cities overlap with the Super Bowl cities, so much of what makes a great Final Four, and I'm sure it's the same for the Super Bowl, is what city it's in. And I don't know if— How so? Well, I just feel like, you know, it, last year it was in Minnesota. People said you couldn't really leave the buildings. I mean— everything's connected. I mean, I, I seem to remember our buddy Clay Travis saying like he literally didn't go outside for like six days straight or something like that. And I just feel like as opposed to New Orleans where you can walk around where the Superdome. And the games are on a Sunday and a Monday, so you're getting there on Thursday and enjoying like a full weekend before the action too, you know? For the Final Four or for the Super Bowl? For the Final Four. Oh, That's yeah. Saturday, it should be Saturday and a Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying like <laughs> like with the with the Final Four, like the last like last year it was in San Antonio. That was great. Riverwalk, you can walk right from the stadium to the Riverwalk, right. grab a margarita. Year before, it's in Phoenix. Phoenix is fun, but it's kind of spread out. Some of the stuff is in Phoenix. Some of it's in Scottsdale. The stadium itself is about 40 minutes east of everything. So it just depends on the city, and I feel like it's the same with the Super Bowl, although, as I said. Super Bowl's got to, uh, for the most part, stay in domes, does it not? Yeah, I would think so, because, it, well, it's played in the winter. No, I mean, look, they've had them in Miami outside. They used to well, have they it down- in New York, I mean. That's right. They used to have it down the street from me at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. I wish they'd still do it out there. Oh, but, that would be crazy. But, Pandemonium trying to get in and out of that place. Yeah, they're going to have it uh, at the new L.A. Rams Stadium here, and I think 2020 or 2021, so. I'll, I'll be. I think I'll attend the parties that year. I, hopefully, I'll go that year. That'll be fun. Uh, we talked about the fourteen playoff earlier. Uh, I totally think Alabama is going to route Oklahoma. I thought from it from day one. There, for some reason, there feels like there's a chip, not a chip on the shoulder of Alabama, but they they feel like they're getting disrespected by Oklahoma, or maybe they're just putting that in their own mind. I don't see how Oklahoma is going to be able to move the ball consist- consistently against that Alabama defense. They are a good offensive team, Oklahoma, but they've never played a defense like Alabama like they are on Saturday. Well, and I think you can flip it. How are they going to stop that Alabama offense? Because they didn't, they didn't stop anybody all year. And you could That's ar- true, too. You're right about that. Right? Yeah. And you could argue that Alabama is right up there with any offense that they've seen. And it's funny because Alabama has been weird this year. It's almost been the reverse of what we're used to. The offense can seemingly score any time they want, the defense hasn't always been great, although they played well down the stretch uh, against Mississippi State and LSU. They obviously weren't great against Georgia, but made the stops when they needed to. So for me, I think it's both. I don't think they've seen anything close to the defense that Alabama is going to provide. But I also think that I don't know how they slow down this offense. I mean, when you're giving up 50 points to West Virginia and Oklahoma <laughs> State, 
I mean, none of those guys, with all due respect to Will Greer, there's no Tua and Jerry Judy and all the running backs that Alabama has. I'm with you, Arnie. I think this one could get ugly. Now I got Alabama scoring 60. You just made me out of the touchdown there. Well, and the other thing, too, (laughs) and I really believe this. I really think if they're up big, Nick Saban is going to struggle with do I take out Tua Tonga Viola? Every time I took him out, it probably cost him the Heisman. Do I keep him in to kind of prove a point that I have the best quarterback in college? Or do you keep him in but you think it's your last-ditch effort to keep um, Jalen Hurts? Or is that ship already sailed and it doesn't make a difference? Or do you put in Jalen Hurts as kind of like a – you know, a thank you for the last couple of years, or that doesn't make yeah, a difference. Yeah, you, you're right. You have to show Jalen Hurts. I mean, look, they well, don't know. No, no. I mean, wait, I, you, if they're up lost, big, oh, if wait, they're up big, are, wait, are you putting in Jalen Hurts because you want him to stop him from transferring? No, or are you putting him in as a done. thank you? As a thank you, I would have to imagine that the wheels are already in motion there. I mean, look, he's got to get enrolled for the second semester at some school here yes. up pretty soon. Right. So I would imagine the wheels are already in motion. But I also think. Look, this is a guy that went 25-2 and two as a starter for you in his freshman and sophomore years. He was the SEC player of the year, by the way, as a freshman. A lot of people forget that. And let's be honest, they don't win that SEC championship game without Jalen Hurts this year. So to me, I think it's a no-brainer. I did think for a second maybe you leave Tua in, but I think the combination of you want to get Tua healthy for a championship, assuming that they're up big, but then also, by the way, um, at the same time, you'll want to show Jalen Hurts some respect as well. I think they will play Jalen Hurts for two reasons. One, I think they do want to say thank you, uh, even though he is going to transfer. I, I think you're right about that one. And two, it's a better way to run up the score. Because if you leave Tua in there, you know people say, well, call off the dogs. But then you could say, well, I'm bringing in Jalen Hurts, and he wants to go ahead and look good and you know score touchdowns. So it's another way to kind of pile it up on Oklahoma. Oh, absolutely. I just think, look, I, I, I believe this will get ugly. I, I really do. I just don't think Oklahoma's – by the way, Oklahoma should have been this fourth team in the playoff. I don't buy this narrative. Never have that Georgia should have been in. Even Ohio State, they probably didn't do enough over the course of the season. So Oklahoma's the right team. I do think this is just a bad matchup for them, though, because Alabama, as we said, not only do they have NFL guys all over their defense <laughs> – they got the best quarterback, in my opinion, in college football and an offense that could score on any given moment. Let me ask you this. If Oklahoma does win the game, what happened? What bad thing happened to Alabama that Oklahoma actually won this game outright? What, 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 what crazy thing happened? And don't give me that Tua got hurt or anything like that. No. Uh, what, what crazy thing happened if Oklahoma pulled off the upset? They, I would say they would have had to have completely— Kyler Murray must have had a phenomenal game. That, first Bingo. Of all, that, no. First and foremost, he probably ran and threw for over like five or 600 yards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's first and foremost. I think that's the only way. And look, it's <laughs> happened in the past, right? I mean, Deshaun Watson did it about two or three years ago. By the way, the year they lost to Deshaun Watson, and the, the, the year they beat Deshaun Watson in the national championship game, he still put up 38 points. But I, I, I just don't see it happening. Because, no, I don't see it happening. Look, upsets are possible, though. Of They're course. not course. Right. No, and those are the kinds of quarterbacks that have given Nick Saban trouble in the past. But I'd also say this, though. When Nick Saban has more than one week to prepare, because both times he played Deshaun Watson, it was the second game, obviously, of the playoff in the national championship. When he has had more than one week to prepare, Nick Saban's basically unbeatable. I've looked, I looked it up today. Uh, he has never lost a season opener at Alabama, so 11 years. He has won his last seven games off a of bye. 
Mm. And the last three college football playoff semifinals, where as you've mentioned a few times, Arnie, there's about a month between the end of the regular yeah. season, they've covered the spread all three times. So last year against Clemson, year before against Washington, the year before against Michigan State. So we got a pretty good track record that if you give Nick Saban this much time, he's going to figure out a way to beat you and beat you convincingly. Yeah, but wasn't Oklahoma a damn good team also? We're just kind of bury him like that, and both of us are doing it. And actually, a lot of people are doing it. They're just saying they're not in the same class as as uh, Alabama. How could the number four team in the country not even be close to the number one team in the country? Well, I, listen, look, let's look at the last half of their schedule, okay? So they lose to Texas early on, right? But the second half of their schedule. A game they should never lose because they're much better than Texas. Yeah, but they lost, though. Yeah, so, I know. So their final five regular season games, 51-46 to 46 to Texas Tech, yep. five points. 48-47 to Oklahoma State. That was a game that we, uh, you and I both, I remember talking about it. Oklahoma State went for two to tie it. They yep. missed. So they, they win by five. They win by one. They beat Kansas, the worst team in the Big 12, 55-40. to 40, Gave up 40 points to the worst team in the conference. They close out 59-56 to West Virginia. So you're talking about in their last four wins, three by five points or less, and 40 points against by far the worst team in that conference. Wow. There you go. And that's why people think Alabama's going to win convincingly. All right. uh, When we get back, uh, Todd Furman, the big TV star, will go to Vegas, see what's going on out there, take a look at the latest lines, which way they're moving for Week 17 in the NFL and the two college football playoff games. That's coming up next. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're sitting for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Very sexual, strong Twitter game. Take off your uniform. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Carmen, waiting on Todd Furman to stop on by. I know he went to the hockey game tonight. That's really what they do in Vegas for sports entertainment, uh, Aaron. Just entertain. Everybody... I was gonna say entertainment in general. There's just not nothing to do out there besides hockey. It's like uh, <laughs> Vegas and Winnipeg, just these two hockey hotbeds. And if you if you're not at that game, I don't know what you're doing. Curious to see what it's gonna be like when the Raiders go out to Las Vegas, huh? Then it's really gonna get crazy. I believe, and I've said this since day one, that the Raiders will be a massive success in Vegas. And I'll tell you why. There's two reasons why, really. One, they have massive fan bases in both Oakland and Los Angeles. And you've lived in Los Angeles. You know everybody in L.A. goes to Vegas once or twice a year. So if you're a Raiders fan, you just pick a weekend where they're in town. So they're going to have the local support. They're going to have support from the, the Bay Area, from L.A. And it is going to be a hub for visiting team fans. I think the tickets are going to be through the roof. I think every weekend it's going to be a tough ticket because you're going to have people coming in from L.A., from Oakland. And then imagine if the Packers or the Vikings or one of these cold weather teams goes to Vegas. You mean to tell me, Arnie, you wouldn't come out here if you were a fan of one of those teams? The only thing that bothers me about going to Vegas is that long taxi line when you're waiting to get out of the airport and go back to the hotel. That could be like a two-hour line. At least it used to be just pure hell. You know what I mean? That's going to keep you from going if you're team. <laughs> if you're a Packers fan. You know, I used to be able to drive from Los Angeles to Vegas in under four hours. You can't oh. do that anymore. Why not? I can't. I have. No, it's just too much traffic now going that way, you know? No, no, it isn't. You just get up early, leave early, whatever. Well, yeah, you got to go at, you know, like at 2 in the morning. But 
You just can't make that drive anymore. It's just it's too congested. What? You're Arnie. You, you're delusional. I, I usually I do usually leave before six a.m. But then you get to Vegas by nine. You go straight to the pool. It's awesome. Is that the topless pool? It could be if you want to. I'll, I'll tell you this. I was at Caesars. Uh, I've been to Caesars pool probably a hundred times. Shout out to Caesars. Right. Not a hundred, but probably twenty times. Um, we met a group uh, this last time we were there. They say, "Hey, we got a cabana. Come visit. Come, come hang with us." We say, "Okay, cool, no problem." Turn a corner. There was a topless pool there the whole time. I had no idea. What? But you got to pay extra for the topless pool, right? I don't know. We just hung out in the cabana and ate their food and drank their booze. So if that makes me a bad, you know, if that makes me wrong, I don't want to be right. I'll tell you. That much. I love going to Vegas. Oh. I really, it's been way too long though. When's it's the last time you were there? I'm all the way out here. I can't make it out there. You got. Well, we got to do a remote show. When are we going to do our remote in Vegas? NCAA tournament. Pac-12 tournament. We should go out for the Pac-12 tournament. When I when Arizona. I got a free when I get a free week to come on out, because it takes me about a week to fly out there from Vermont. Well, yeah, but come on, man, just do it. Come on, come hang. Yeah. You're not it's going a, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a blast. We should There's go no doubt. If you've never been to Vegas, you've not lived life. I have to say that. You never been there, then you're you're missing out on life. All right, I, Aaron. I was going to say really quick. Go ahead, Aaron. If I don't get out there every about four or five months, I start to get an itch. Like I haven't been there oh, since yeah. May. And I'm I'm like twitching right now just thinking about it. Do you prefer to fly or drive from Los Angeles? I it just depends what my schedule is. I really have no preference. Um, if I don't have to be up or like like if if I had to be back say Saturday to do this show and I had to make sure that I I had to be up early and all that stuff, I would probably just fly. Because the yeah. problem is, it's like you said, you can't. If you're gonna leave on a Sunday, you gotta leave super early. If you can leave on a Saturday, like last year, I went out for the Pac-12 tournament. I was out there for a work situation. And I had to come back here to host this radio show with you. Saturday, it's easy to get out. I left at 10 a.m. I was back by 2, ready to do our show. But if that was a Sunday, there was no way I could have pulled that off. So it just depends on the circumstance. Let's go to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, big TV star. Talk Lock about it celebrity. In. It is Todd Furman. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing well, guys. I'm not quite sure it's celebrity status. The paycheck would suggest something very different than uh, the way you guys build me up. How's the TV show going? Tell us right off the bat. How's it going? You know, things are good. Started to write the ship a little bit. I wanted to give Clay Travis and Cousin Sal the opportunity to feel what it was like to beat me during our weekly contest. But we've since started to get things rolling. Champion four out of the last five weeks. And uh, I'm hoping to make those boys look up to me in the standings from now until we shut things down right after the NBA final. It's so much easier than doing radio, though, is it not? TV's a piece of cake, is it not, or what? <laughs> Well, well, it all depends, Arnie. I mean, I have to ask for Aaron's perspective because it's a lot different when he has to babysit you on a nightly basis <laughs> filling in for Harmon, Jason Smith. But in regards to everything else, there's no doubt about it. TV takes care of itself. We're surrounded by ultra-talented producers. Not quite, though, like the old-school Fox Sports Live day where I just showed up, Aaron told me what I had to say, and we hit the ground running. Yeah, talk about ultra-talented. I wouldn't know anything about that working on this show. Great producers. The, the, the talent on this show is forgettable. All right, so, Todd, I'm going to ask an actual gambling question. I yeah. just saw KD miss a wide-open game winner. Where's he playing ball next year, and can I bet on it in Vegas right now? <laughs> you know what? You can't bet on any of those markets, unfortunately, in Las Vegas because it's one of those things, Aaron, where somebody probably has inside information Ooh. and could take full advantage of it. But when you look to the offshores, the books have been pretty reluctant to hang some of the free agency odds on the NBA players as it stands right now. Before they took those down, it was Golden State was the odds-on favorite. You had to lay a little bit of a price for him to remain there. But the team that garnered quite a bit of attention was the Knicks, and then, of 
course, you look at the Lakers being a team right there in the mix. Obviously, the back and forth between him and LeBron has you questioning how all that's going to unfold. But this Warriors situation, I don't want to hit the panic button just yet. I keep waiting for them to flip the switch. Maybe they're just going through a little bit of malaise, boredom, what have you. Uh, I just hope that that odds to win the West and the NBA championship comes down. That'll ultimately offer us a little bit of value. Todd, I don't understand the Oklahoma-Alabama game. Everybody, at least a lot of people, agree with me that Alabama is just going to go ahead and boat race this team. The line opened up at 14, still at 14. Are they getting that much two-way action on this, or, or what's going on with the game? Yeah, Ernie, it's been pretty balanced. I mean, we talked to the guys at BetOnline.ag. They said it's about a 55-45 split on that game, which is all you could hope for in a game of that magnitude with betting handle that's going to be off the charts for these national semifinals. I think a lot of it is when you look at this Oklahoma team and you go, all right, if I'm going to take an underdog, I want to have the firepower to keep that back door open if the game starts to spiral out of control. But the more you dig into it, you try and figure out Oklahoma is going to get stops. Four out of the last five games, they surrender 40-plus points. Mm. During that stretch, they give up at least 300 yards passing in four of those games. And the game that they held their opponent in check passing-wise, Kansas rattled off 340-plus running the football. I have some real concerns about Oklahoma getting stops in that game. The only thing that you have to worry about if you want to lay the points with Alabama, how healthy will Tua be? Because I don't think you want to be holding a Crimson Tide ticket if Jalen Hurts is the guy taking most of the rest. What, what about that over-under of 79.5 now down to 77? Yeah, that total's come down a little bit, and I think it's speculation about what this Alabama offense will look like. And the more you poke into what Alabama's done this season, there's a growing thought process that maybe Alabama wants to play ball control. They want to beat Oklahoma up at the point of contact. I think the exact opposite is going to unfold. If you're Alabama and you can score anywhere on the field, take full advantage of Oklahoma's defense that's given up points and yards and chunks and bunches. Uh, I think Alabama gets to 50. It's a question of what Oklahoma will do. And as the total comes down, I think it creates some value, especially if Alabama wins this game somewhere in the ballpark of 52 to 31. I'll let Arnie ask about the other college football playoff game. I want to ask you about these other bowl games because this, my partner, this crazy old man in Vermont. Yes. For the last three days has been doing nothing but complaining about bowl games. I say free football is awesome. I say it's fun. I had a blast watching this Vandy Baylor game. One, just your personal opinion, Todd, but more importantly, are people in the sports books into these games? Are people watching them, betting them, everything like that? Oh, but these bowl games are great for sports books. Thank no one's you. paying attention to regular season college basketball or the NBA at this point. <laughs> it doesn't matter what bowl game it is. You could take teams from the Mac and Sun Belt. The betting handle on these games is going to dwarf everything else that's being done out there. And Aaron, what's crazy about Arnie feeling that way, I've spent time in Vermont this time of year. There's not a whole heck of a lot to yeah, do. Yeah, he can't leave. He hasn't <laughs> left the house in a three month. To four feet of snow. You can't do much on Lake Champlain. And once the trees are already tapped for all the malaria, you're going to get for the harvest season you just wait for the ground to thaw out and you hope you start to yeah. see the sun in early April he hasn't left the house for a month I really don't know what he's complaining about but yeah. that's well, I mean that, that there's a good reason he probably hasn't done that because he's been busy moping uh, around thinking about Arizona football yes. Arizona basketball it's going to be on the outside looking into the NCAA tournament and hoping that the Knicks will be able to be a 500 basketball team sometime before 2035 well I, I do have the Dolphins for next year I do have that in my favor Notre Dame and Clemson, Clemson opened up as a 10-point favorite, now up to 12. Uh, the public, or excuse me, the, the betters really on Clemson's side. No, nobody touching Notre Dame in this, I guess. 
Well, what's interesting, Arnie, is professional bettors have driven this price up on Clemson uh, from, as you mentioned, 10.5, 11, out to 13 before the price ticked down a little bit. But three out of every four tickets are coming in on Notre Dame, and I find that a little bit fascinating because when you dig into the four-team playoff and all the teams we had questions about, Notre Dame's resume, at least to the untrained eye, left a lot to be desired. But as you unpack the ACC schedule, Clemson beat up on a bunch of lightweights, Notre Dame's schedule arguably more difficult from top to bottom, and I think that's part of the reason that people see an undefeated underdog, and that's how they want to try and approach it. But what's interesting about this Clemson team, you look at the only teams that were able to run the football on them for 100-plus yards. They won those games by a combined score margin of 154 to 34, and I have some real questions about how Notre Dame matches up, not only on the offensive line, but the defensive line, and can they slow down Trevor Lawrence uh, and Travis Etienne. What about outside of the playoff? Are there any hot bets, any, any teams that people love out there in Vegas right now? You've seen some sharp money come in on Matt Campbell and Iowa State tomorrow night as three-point underdogs. Uh, you look at Washington State, their poor track record under Coach Leach, and a team that probably had their eyes on winning a Pac-12 championship or maybe even something bigger, limping to the finish here after the demoralizing loss in the snow in the Apple Cup. So Iowa State has attracted money from professionals, and there will be an appetite in the Rose Bowl for the underdog with Washington. We know what Urban Meyer's track record is and all the talk about how he wants to go out on top, uh, but some of the books I've spoken to said this will be the single biggest decision for the house on January 1st. They can't buy a ticket right now on the underdog and the professionals are going to wait this out until they can grab seven, maybe even seven and a half with all that public support for the favorite. Todd, before we let you go, um, NFL, what about the games that are meaningless? Uh, do you treat them like preseason? Can you get a advantage in that? Can you say, okay, this team's benching everybody. I'll take all the points. Cowboys, a six-point underdog to the Giants. I mean, I know Teddy Bridgewater played for the Saints. Can you get an advantage on some of these big uh, uh, you know, uh, substitutions, I guess? You're spot on, Arnie. You kind of treat them like preseason games, and so do the sports books for the most part. They're going to have pretty conservative limits up until they have a better idea of who's going to be playing certain players and what these lineups are going to look like. You mentioned the Cowboys, and while Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett have come out and said, we're going to treat this like a regular game, we, they said the exact same thing two years ago. They ultimately benched all their starters after <laughs> two series to focus on a playoff game. And I think the most fascinating contest of them all is the Bears and Vikings, because the Vikings need a win to control their own destiny and secure the six seed this number opened four got bet out to six six and a half matt Nagy comes out and says we're going to play all of our starters we're going to treat this like a game actually matters but anybody who reads between the lines for those particular quotes and knows what it's at stake there's no way the bears are going to tip their hand as far as an offensive or defensive game plan and minnesota a much better football team at home this is one where the public thinks they're stealing with the bears taking the points and on the money line i think professionals are going to let this price kick down before you see them come Coming at the 23rd hour on the Vikings. He's a big TV star. Lock it in. Check him out. Todd Furman with Clay Travis. And, of course, the rest of the gang. I enjoy the show. Continued success, my friend. And uh, next time we come out to Vegas, uh, drinks and food on you. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me. Have a happy and healthy New Year. And, Aaron, I know you're excited. you got some big college basketball back on the docket on Saturday, my friend. Oh, you know I'm fired up. Ar- Arnie's miserable about everything. But, yes. uh, but I, you know, I actually still enjoy this job. Arnie's Thanks. just yelling at clouds out there in Vermont. Thanks, Todd. We'll speak to you later, Thanks, guys. Take care. Todd Furman, everybody. Always love talking with Todd. He's a great guy. All right, uh, let's uh, check in with Deb Carson, see what's trending out there. What's going on, Deb? Holy cow, another crazy finish in the NBA. Warriors and Trailblazers at Golden State. 
And he bounces it underneath to Aminu, who nearly loses it. Back to Lillard, launches a three on the way, and that's it! Damian gives the Blazers the lead, 110-109, with 5.1 seconds left. Oh, my goodness. That was the Trailblazers radio network with the call, but with less than a second on the clock, Kevin Durant puts up a shot that would have been the winner. But he misses it. So Portland beats the Warriors 110-109 in overtime. Sixers beat the Jazz 114-97. Kings give a dagger to the Lakers 117-116. Bogdan Bogdanovich hitting a three with eight-tenths of a second left on the clock. And the Bucks beat the Knicks 112-96. Six straight losses there for New York. And despite a bruised cap, James Harden with 45 points for the Rockets. They beat the Celtics 127-113. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All three of the bowl games now in the books. Baylor wins the shootout with Vanderbilt in the Texas Bowl. 45-38 Bears. Wisconsin wins its fifth straight bowl game. They defeat Miami 35-3 in the Pinstripe Bowl. And Duke Rip Temple 56-27 in the Independence Bowl, guys. All right, thanks a lot, Deb. You and, bet. Uh, okay, remember now, there's a 30-second commercial. I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more in car insurance. This company's been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to Geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. Check it out. Go to Geico. Uh, you want to get a hold of us? Real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. I've got a tweet that's so offensive I can't even read Ooh. it. It's horrible. Wow. I feel I, like I think most it's of... a lie, too. I'm going to read it to you anyway. Okay. David says, Stinkin' Genius, I've been to Vegas, did not like it. What? That's what I said. I can't believe that. Can we report him for spam? Blocked I, I, and reported I, I for spam. I can't believe that. I can't believe. I think that's a lie. I think that's got to be a, this has got to be somebody trolling me. Who writes something so horrible like that, uh, Torres? I have no idea. Does this that's guy. That's like saying you, you've been to the ice cream shop, you don't like ice cream. I was just going to say, does David hate apple pie? Yeah. Does he, he hate, hate puppies? Pizza? What do Th- you, uh, hate summer days? Does he not sh- set off fireworks on 4th of July? Come on, Jeez, David. Come Live on. a little bit. Come. Where did you go to Vegas and not like it? Where were you? Come with Arnie and I to the topless pool. We'll have a good time. Yeah, I'm sure my wife would like to hear that. Yeah, how could you go to Vegas and not have a good time? I, I, how do you? First of all, not forget about not having a good time. How do you say you didn't like it? What's not to like about that? Did you not go to the buffets? Did you not go to the sports book? You must not gamble. If you don't like uh, if you don't like Vegas, that's got to be it, right? The funny thing is, I'm not even a huge gambler either. That's why I like to go in the spring, in the summer, hang out by the pool, grab a couple cold beverages. I told you I'm a professional blackjack player, right? You did. What's your system again? My oh. system in blackjack is I don't bust. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what you yeah. told me. Yeah. That means I, I'll hit on 12, but I won't hit on 13. Do you have success doing that? I haven't played in a long time, but pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played in a long time. I lost all my money, but other than that, it was good. Other than that, I had a good run. I used to live in Vegas when I was young and single and just got in the radio. Oh, if that happened to me, Arnie, oh man, that'd be tough. Oh, it, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was a lot of fun though. Did you? Meet a bunch of other guys from the radio station. We had a blast, you know. See, the great thing about Vegas is, and if I if I live there, the there's always tourists in town. You know, I'll say this for Vegas, and I've said this before. 
I feel like, and this is going to sound so crazy, but if you live there, you meet so many interesting people and not just like bad. And I did live there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and you learn stuff, right? So I'll tell you a true story. I was out there probably about a year ago. I have a buddy who works at South Point Casino. He says, come over to South Point Casino. I'll show you around. I said, okay, I've never been, whatever. Go over there. He takes me upstairs, Arnie. First of all, you go to the back of the casino. They have a horse stable because they have whatever. When the rodeo comes to town, that's where they store the horse. Yeah, the rodeo's big there. But then he takes me upstairs. They have a bowling alley that's like the size of a warehouse. Ugh. And the guy says, oh, yeah, this is the biggest bowling tournament in the world. It goes on for 24 hours a day for, like, two straight weeks. Wow. And I was like, what? But And he said, yeah, and, he, and he's showing me around. And, like, everything about – that's my favorite thing about Vegas. You go there, and they have the world's biggest this, this convention, that expo. And you meet so many interesting people from all over the world, interesting jobs, interesting careers, and not just those kinds of careers – I just love it. I, f- I always find myself meeting interesting and cool people when I'm Oh, there. I met some interesting people that gave us a heads up on how to gamble. That oh, okay. I do like. Yeah. One of my buddies was the eye in the sky. Oh, okay. What yeah. do you say? Yeah. So you learned a lot of tricks by, uh, you know, figuring out what was going on in Vegas. Huh? You know what I mean? What did the eye in the sky tell you that you can share with us? He, Anything? Yeah. We went to a casino once to play blackjack because the dealer was tipping her hand. Okay. Yeah. And did you so just crush it? So we knew it? the bottom card in a lot of the situations. Really? Yeah. And you're yeah. still working radio with me? You didn't clean out that the house? That was a lot of fun. That was a lot. I mean, look, even if you know, you know what the bottom card is, I guess you know when to hit. And, you know, we're hitting on like 19 because she's got 20. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, I bet you had a lot yeah. of steak dinners over a couple weeks there. Oh, but there's nothing like Vegas, that's for sure. By the way, thanks to Todd Furman for stopping on by. He lives in Vegas, uh, obviously, and... You know, I'm, I'm still waiting for that, uh, what, what was it, that law that passed that says now we're going to have full-fledged, uh, full-fledged gambling in just about every state. I know they were closer, or they got it going in, what, New Jersey, Delaware, uh, and places like that. I'm just waiting for it to be full-fledged and up and running. I thought we would have it uh, by now, to be honest with you. I am 1,000 percent ready for there to be sports gambling in Vegas. And, and here's the thing, right? And you hear yeah. all these legislators, oh, we have to federal regulations. And like most guys are like me. You just, you're feeling hot. You like Bama. You think they're going to win. You right. want $20 on it and you want to feel smart. I, I was surprised that the line really hasn't changed. As Todd told you, equal money coming in on both Oklahoma and Alabama, even if you know, we're wrong. I would think that most people were leaning toward Alabama and that line would have gone to 14 and then up because once it gets to the 14 number, it really doesn't make a difference if it goes to 14 and a half, 15 or 16, eh, maybe from 14 to 14 and a half. But other than that, you can climb it all the way up to 17 without suffering. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably look at it. They've watched a lot of Oklahoma and they think they can score with Bama. I tend to believe that Nick Saban, when you give him this much time to prepare for anybody, He's going to be really good, and of course, they just have the better defense to begin with. So I can see why people like Oklahoma. I just don't personally agree with them, but I can see why they like them. How about that over-under of 79.5 down to 77? That's a lot of points. Unbelievable, huh? I mean, it's a lot of points, but it's like I told you. Look at the the Oklahoma scores here. I mean, 51-46 against Texas Tech, 48-47 against Oklahoma State. Yeah, but that's a shootout. Now with Alabama's defense, they're going to take away some of those points from Oklahoma. And that's the question is, can Oklahoma slow down Alabama enough? Because you mentioned, I mean, 
What 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 do you say the over under is seventy nine and a half? Seven now down to seventy seven. And you think Alabama's gonna score sixty. So it does it's not really that inconceivable when you really think about it. Uh, David texts back in. You guys have shamed me. I will give Vegas one more shot. Okay. Let's go, Dave. <laughs> Dave you got to go let... with us, David. You got to go with us. Yeah, Otherwise, we'll... it's no fun. We'll let you know when we're doing a remote show out there. Yeah. You swing out. We'll have a good time. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll come back. Last stories. We'll update any games going on, and we'll give you our picks uh, as we get ready to finish out the show and pass it over to Chris Plank, who's filling in for Ben Maller. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Boy, this show just flew on by, Torres. Did it not or what? We had a good time, I think. I had a good time. It was fun. We are here tomorrow filling in for the guys also Monday and Tuesday. So That's New right. Year's Eve, uh, hang out with us on New Year's Eve. Uh, I'm excited for Saturday to be on on our normal slot to come on right after the games. I mean, I'm, that's going to be a blast. I think so. And as I said the other day, for a lot of people, we will be the first voice that they hear in 2019. What a way to start the year for them. Yeah, How well, lucky are they? You should be excited for that. Give us a little music. Put us in the moods. Let's get to some picks before we get out of here. Uh, and I know we're a day early because, you know, everybody likes to wait till Friday to give their picks. But in college football, just to reiterate who I like in the four-team playoff, I'm all over Alabama. I'm going to stick with the 50s. I'm going to say 56-31, maybe 56-28. It's going to be like a 25-30 to point victory over Alabama. I don't think Oklahoma is going to be able to keep up with them. Plus, defensively, they're in big trouble, Oklahoma. Alabama is going to be able to score any time from anywhere on the field. Uh, It's going to be ugly. I could see Alabama getting out to a 14-0 lead, and then all of a sudden Oklahoma never is going to catch up. Give me Alabama. A minus the points in in that one. Because I am such a good person, I'm going to give somebody, people, a winner for tomorrow. I'm not even waiting till Saturday. Todd Furman mentioned this one, but Iowa State, they're about a three-point underdog against Washington State tomorrow in the Alamo Bowl. Keep in mind, Iowa State has faced a lot of Mike Leach disciples, same offense, held West Virginia to 14 points, held T, uh, Texas Tech to one of their lowest point totals of the year. They will not be intimidated by this Wazoo offense. Wazoo mad they're not in a bigger bowl game. Iowa State outright, but they're plus three. They cover easy and win outright. As you, ter- as you ter- heard me say to Todd, Clemson went from 10.5 to a 12.5 point favorite over Notre Dame. And obviously this Clemson team, upper echelon, for some reason, this is more of a gut hunch here, I think Notre Dame is going to be able to keep up with them. I even think they're going to be able to pull off the upset Notre Dame, a better defensive team that people are giving them credit for. Now, I am worried about them offensively, and that does scare me. But I'm going to go 30-27, the Irish, pulling off a victory with a field goal in the last second. I'll give you a great stat, Arnie. Look this up today. Clemson has faced one of the top 40 defenses in college football this year. Of all the teams they've played, only one ranked in the top 40. Texas A&M in week two before Trevor Lawrence was even the starter. This is by far the Notre Dame defense, the best defense that they've seen all year. I think Clemson struggles to move the ball. And I'm telling you, 
Notre Dame has gotten no love all year. Maybe you and I are the only ones doing it. I think Notre Dame wins this game outright as well. NFL, I'm going to go with what Furman had to say. Minnesota opened up as a seven-point favorite. It's down to four and a half. Chicago's going to be in that slot at the number three slot, so they have nothing to play for. Vikings playing for their playoff lives. Uh, don't like to lay that many points against Chicago, but if they're just going to, you know, mail it on in, I'll take the Vikings every time and lay four and a half. I will stick with tomorrow. I'm back to tomorrow. How about that Camping World Bowl? Everyone, Arnie hates uh, small bowl games. You know what? They pay out just the same at the window in Vegas. Yes, they do. West Virginia opened as about a four-point favorite. Will Greer doesn't play. It's or excuse me, about an eight-point favorite. Will Greer doesn't play. It's down to two. Syracuse actually go- West Virginia opened up as a seven-point favorite. Syracuse now two and a half point okay. favorite. Okay, there you go. So Syracuse going for their first ten-win season in, in almost twenty years since two thousand. They have so much more to play for than West Virginia. Syracuse wins this game, covers that two and a half points. Yeah, big turnaround in the point spread there. Seven, uh, West Virginia was favored by seven. Now Syracuse two and a half, they're favored by nine and a half point turnaround. There you have our picks. Do them as you please, but remember they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Uh, Quick show today. Remember, we're back tomorrow. Brian No is filling in for Ben Mallard. Let me thank the Brian No never sleeps. Let me thank the crew. Thanks to Alex for uh, helping us out. Deb Carson with the updates. Ryan B., our producer. Uh, so stick around for Brian O. filling in for Big Ben Maller. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is malcolm gladwell from revisionist history eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.